I'm Jeannie, and today is the greatest day of my entire life. Hi, I'm Jessica, and I accidentally kicked a fucking bird. And this is Raised Wrong, a podcast about our problems, your problems, and problematic things in general. Wow. Okay, so clearly my life is exciting, but I need to hear about today. The greatest day of your I was going to say, life. it sounds like we both had something momentous happening to us recently. <laughs> yeah, but like, I kicked this bird last week, so like, let's start with today as the greatest day okay. of your life and tell us why. Well, yeah, actually, depending on when you listen to this, this will, this is breaking news right now. So you, you might hear about it uh, four days from now, you know, might hear about it for uh, three weeks from now. We don't know. But... You might hear about it 10 years from now. <laughs> Your kids might study it in school. <laughs> Your kids will absolutely study it in school. This is the greatest day of my life um, because, it, let's mark it on the calendar, it's Father's Day 2021. Mm, yeah. It's a Sunday. Here in Portland, it's a Sunday. Here in Ohio as well, it's also a Sunday. Here in America, uh, the the pandemic has ended. Everyone's <laughs> vaccinated. Um, <laughs> also, racism is over. Life is, is over. back to normal. I don't racism know if you heard. Over. Racism is over. <laughs> we did have Juneteenth yesterday, and so it's over. Thank you. That's true. Yeah. Good job. No. So I was grumbling and grumbling all, all the way the morning because number... Okay. So I had work stuff to do today on a Sunday, the Lord's Day. Sick. I had to hurry up and make an outline for a podcast because I can never do it the day before. Never heard of it. And I had to uh, FaceTime my family so that I could wish my dad a happy Father's Day, and that always takes like one to three three hours and <laughs> that's why I text well I'll, I'll tell you later the reason why I had to okay, do it okay, virtually okay, okay. and Matt and I had plans with a friend and I want to be clear that I like this friend I want to see this friend but I was not pumped about going to their house because I hate when I have to go to other people's houses. Oh, of course. And then on top of that, it is going to be like 95 mm. degrees today. Ugh. It's very hot. And we were going to do like an outdoor eating experience Ugh. is what I would call it. Too much. So I was like, wow. I was like, right before you called me, Jessica, I was like, Matt, I'm just, I can't help it. It's just one of those days where all I can think about is all the many, many things I would do if we were not going over to someone's house. And he was like, yeah, I know. And what what are our big plans, Jessica? Both of us wanted to do laundry. Could we still do laundry <laughs> even if we were Probably going not, to dinner actually. at someone's it's house? Probably not, actually. It's too much. I can't do that many things. Honestly, it is. Yeah. It's way too much. So right after Jessica called me. Matt is on a phone call, which never happens. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> he said, he was like, no, no, I totally understand. And I was like, oh, my my heart grew three sizes. <laughs> I was like, could it could it be? Did my, did my nighttime prayers come true? <laughs> and yes, it did. Yes, it did. I was like, don't, don't get your hopes up, Jeannie. But it sure sounds like it. And he was like, yep, he was not feeling. Well, got to do it another time. And I was like, yes, it was like a snow day plus Christmas yes. times uh, pizza. I love <laughs> when other people cancel. When I have to cancel, I feel like a little bit of guilt. I know. Um, I love the game of chicken, though. Like, oh, yeah, when like I who's going to cancel first? Think that someone else might cancel yeah. and I want to cancel. Yeah. I'm always wait. I'm always waiting. I always yeah. wait. 
I love it. I love winning that game. <laughs> well, that's the thing is like I when I called Jeannie and we always talk on the phone for like 10 to 15 minutes before we start this podcast. And the whole time mm-hmm. we yell at each other to stop being funny because we don't want to waste it. <laughs> <laughs> like what's the point of being funny when no one hears? <laughs> it's absolutely pointless. It's so stupid. So I heard her boyfriend talking on the phone in the background and Jeannie's like, wait. <laughs> She's like, hang on. And I heard kind of what he said. And then Jean goes, this is great, Jessica. She said, we were supposed to go. And I'm like, they canceled the plan. I didn't know anything else about it. But as soon as, soon as I heard Jeannie. You could hear it in my voice. I could hear it. I was like, as soon as I heard Jeannie say, she had this excited little girl sound in her voice. Yes. Yes. I was like, A sound oh. you never hear. I never hear excitement or happiness from Jeannie. So I knew somebody canceled plans as soon as I heard that. And I am so happy for you. Here's the thing. I get oh what God, you're saying. Thank you so much. I love my friends and I love doing things. And yeah. Inevitably, yeah. when I do the thing I, I plan to do, I always it's have fun. It's fun, of course. But it's hard for me to want to leave my house and do anything. It's so hard. And I'm always like, ugh. And I'm never disappointed when someone cancels. I'm always thrilled. Oh, my God. But I love my friends. And, like, I want to be clear. Reed, Sarah, if you listen to this podcast, which I don't think you do. Well, if you don't, then why would you go to their house? Like, that's weird. <laughs> Actually, that's true. Good point. <laughs> First of all, why? No, we, we love you. We miss you. We want to eat Korean barbecue with you. It'll be so much fun when it happens but hopefully on that day it will not be nearly 100 degrees outside exactly I don't know I think I'm also feeling the crunch because like I am leaving to go to Ohio for two weeks next right. after next weekend oh, so I'm like excitement. right now I'm like oh the countdown begins it's like I have literally exactly one week to like get my affairs in order you know right <laughs> before we execute her <laughs> before she comes to Ohio and I kill her but like um, yeah I think it's funny because I do love spending time with my friends I do have so much fun but sometimes just like you I think it does depend like when I have shit I have to do I just get stressed out that's what it is yeah I just don't want to like I can't I can't even like be present you know no I'm not present I'm not present in this moment I'm like thinking about like shit I have to write this thing for tomorrow or you know oh my god all my socks are dirty or I meant to (laughs) it's all laundry yeah laundry is a big part of my life as well it's so stressful (laughs) we wear so many fucking clothes especially with a baby now because they throw up on everything oh my god me too I know my my other baby Anyway, so I did have a different intro prepared. I am sorry. You're not going to hear it. And mm, we'll save it. Will you ever hear it? Maybe. Yeah. Probably. But I did want to deliver the breaking news. Anyways, I want to hear about how you are a monster and oh um, my kicked a helpless bird. Oh, my God. <laughs> I kicked a bird. I've said that over and over wow. again for like a week. I, like every person, the day that I kicked the bird, which was about a week ago, a little less than a week. I think it was this week. <laughs> the whole day, every person I ran into. I said I kicked a bird. Oh, man. I like just it just came out of my mouth because I was like it's so weird. Now mm-hmm. this was a robin. Oh my! And and it's still it's still a robin. It's actually not dead. So don't get upset. I just found out what a robin looks like like this week. Are you serious? Yeah. Didn't you live in Ohio? I- <laughs> there's robins <laughs> fucking everywhere. Well, there's lots of birds fucking everywhere. Oh my god! I can't believe you didn't I know, know what cardinals look like. Robin redbreast, little robin redbreast. I know what blue jays look like. Yeah, but a lot of birds, in my opinion, are just kind of brownish and people be like see the red or see the this color and i'm like i see a brown bird okay, well, i see a lot of brown that sounds like a you problem anyways i'm sorry and i don't think we're it ready is a I don't you, think we're, or, no it is a me problem <laughs> i don't think we're ready to dissect it right now like not to be rude no i'm sorry i want you to go on and- okay when you come to ohio we'll break that down thank you so yeah i kicked a bird so i the whole day i was like freaking out because i just like couldn't believe it now this was while i was running and i need to explain to you that I, that's what i figured yeah i have been running for 
23 years, okay? Wow. And in those 23 years, I have never kicked a bird. I have almost stepped on a squirrel. (laughs) I have stepped on many large bugs. I've gotten hit in the face by tree branches. I've scared little bunnies. Sometimes bunnies, when they're young, will stand in front of you and run towards you because they're stupid. I'm going to teach bunnies little lessons by scaring them away because I'm like, no, be afraid, be afraid. I've gotten chased by geese. Um, yes. I've had all kinds of experiences. I've seen foxes. I've seen coyotes. I have had all kinds of experiences, including cicadas, but I'll be talking about that later. Mm-hmm. And I've never kicked a bird. And I've never come close to a bird. Like squirrel, like young squirrels and rabbits and shit, they're stupid and they, they get, yeah. you know, but birds, once they can fly, which is as soon as they're out of the nest, obviously... They just take off, you know, like there've been birds yeah. on the pavement as I'm running towards them, but I never thought I'd kick one. They're always gone yeah. long before I get there. So I was running home. I was actually almost home and I wasn't, usually I look like at the sidewalk in front of me, mostly because I'm psychotic and I don't want to step on any bugs by mistake because mm-hmm. I feel guilty. Mm-hmm. So I try to avoid like bugs and worms. Um, yeah. But I was, I usually look more on the sidewalk. I wasn't particularly looking at it. This time, because I was almost done. And I think I was looking towards my house. And I felt like a little tiny tap. Like I booted like a little marshmallow. (laughs) (laughs) And I felt it, but I didn't, I was, and I thought it was weird. But before my brain even had the chance to process the feeling, a bird came screeching, screaming, like right up in front of me in my face. And I actually think there was a second one. So put a pin in that because that might help explain it. I'm not sure. I think I only kicked one, but I think there were two down there. And they both flew off in opposite directions. Sounds like a conspiracy. Yeah, honestly, (laughs) I didn't want to say it. But um, so so they start flying in different directions. The one I kicked is like screeching away. I do think it shit itself because I saw it shitting. But it did fly away. And it was fine, I believe, because I didn't even kick it hard. I just kind of like popped it up into the air. And I mean, think I didn't step on it. Can you imagine the horror of stepping on a live bird? I'm picturing bird? like a soccer ball. Yeah, like I just when you try it. to get it up under your toe. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean is bad for my running form, I feel, because it, yeah. anyway. So I was I was tired. It was the end. So actually I thought that the best runners trained with birds like tied to their feet. Like birds like kick birds. <laughs> you gotta do a light kick. You can't kill it or else you've overdone it. No, um, so the bird flies away. Now, I have to tell you that at this moment, I'm in my neighborhood again. I'm almost home. It's a beautiful yeah. day. Uh-huh. There are people outside cutting their lawns. There are people with kids and sprinklers. It's like the normal yeah. like suburban neighborhood, nice day, blue skies, green grass. And as soon as I kick this bird and it flies into my face, I yell at the top of my lungs. I have never done... I've never been so shocked before that I literally screamed this loud. <laughs> And I yelled in my suburban neighborhood with sweet families all about, I said, Jesus motherfucking Christ. I yelled that (laughs) exact phrase at the top of my lungs. I did not even, I literally said, Jesus motherfucking Christ. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I just stood there because I was like, it was so shocking to kick a bird. So... Um, so I don't know what they thought of that, but I went home and I immediately walked to my house and I told my husband, like, I kicked a bird. Then I called, like, I think I called Jeannie actually. And I said, I kicked a bird. And then I texted all my friends. I kicked a bird. And I told like a hundred people 
that day because it seems impossible that you could kick an animal yeah. that can fly away from you. Did you call the cops and turn yourself in? I did. <laughs> I did. And actually, I'm podcasting from jail. I'd like to report a bird yeah, kick. A bird kick. <laughs> so anyway, that was horrifying. I was so upset. I'm so glad that fucking bird didn't get injured. I would have felt yeah. so horrible. But no, he seemed like fine. And I was telling my somebody this story, and they're like, well, was it a young bird? Like a dumb young bird? And I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. think so. This looked like yeah. a full-sized robin. Now, I have two thoughts about what could have been happening. This is where we have to break down Uh theories. Because like I said, 23 years of running never came close to kicking a bird. I think, first of all, they may have been fucking. Mm. I don't know how birds fuck, though. Do they have, like, how do they even fuck? I know they must have dicks or something, right? Do birds have dicks? They have to. Uh, Yeah, they put the bird dick in the bird hole. and Yeah, the bird vagina. Right, but I don't know what that looks like. I've never thought about it. But if birds are fucking, maybe they're distracted. That's all I can think about. They do it real fast, I think, is why we don't know what it looks like. Really? Well, maybe they did it super fast, and then I kicked them. I don't know, because there were two. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. What's that name of the thing on the bird? Oh, honey, I don't know anything about bird dicks or anything. (laughs) 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 I had a bird. I I had a bird once. Um, I just googled bird parts (laughs) we never even gendered it because we didn't really know except for we know that he we called him a boy because he never had eggs and I think they do kind of lay eggs sometimes with their Mm, female birds that's so cool yeah but he never did he lived for 21 years my cockatiel and he never laid an egg anyway enough about my bird um, so my other probably more likely theory. Oh my God. What? Are you learning? About, That's right. Are you reading about bird sex? It's the bird part I was trying to think of. Then you started with a C is cloaca. I think that's how you say it. Oh, that sounds really hot. But unlike mammals, most male birds don't have penises. Excuse me? Instead, both male and female birds have what's known as a cloaca. The cloaca is an internal chamber that ends in an opening, and through this opening, a bird's sex organs, testes, or ovaries discharge sperm or eggs. Oh, wow. Wait. I don't even understand that. Wow. How does that happen? They shoot they just have, sperms and eggs at each other? I don't know. I really... That, that's, All right. This is blowing my mind. I'm not ready to understand this. <laughs> I guess it makes sense now. That when you said, do birds have dicks, I thought... I wonder where the bird dick is. I've never seen yeah, it. Yeah, I feel like there wasn't a bird dick. That's why I was like, I, I don't understand. Okay, first of all, the listeners can listen to us stumble through trying to understand how birds fuck. Oh. What? Yes. Tell me. I forgot. The cloaca is a disgusting thing that is where they pee and, and poop from as well. As wow. Make they do everything in one? It's like a three-in-one shampoo conditioner. Honestly, that's pretty cool. But <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't necessarily think they were fucking... I just thought that for a moment because there were two of them and they were so surprised like I walked in. Mm-hmm. But I really do think, and this will tie into what I'm talking about later, I think they may have been eating cicadas. Oh. And the reason I say that is because cicadas famously only come out in my area every 17 years. So yeah. I might not have noticed the strange bird behavior 17 years ago. And I did read that lots of animals start acting weird when the cicadas are out and do different things because... You know, it's all this free protein everywhere. And those are really, cicadas are really big bugs too. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. if the robins were trying to eat the cicada, it may have been harder than, I don't know. Like, I just think like they may have all been thrown off by the cicada. So it's possible. Probably. It's possible that that was a problem. Yeah. Also, I do think my friend Brandy told me the other day that at some area of Ohio, birds were like dying and like acting like zombies and they didn't know why. And they oh, didn't know no. if it was because of the cicadas oh, no. or something else. So I don't know if this was a zombie bird, although he certainly seemed to have his wits about him once he got booted. So anyway. Wow. Well, I guess he just needs someone to kick some sense into him. Yeah, and I did. And you're welcome. But yeah, so that was a fucking terrifying and scared me. And I'm always afraid now. I'm going to keep looking at my feet in front of me now whenever I run. 
And that's my story. I kicked a bird. Wasn't on purpose. Would never do it on purpose. Thank you for listening. I cannot hear you say you kicked a bird without thinking I kissed a girl. I, I kicked, kicked a, bird a bird and I liked I it. I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually really good. Um, yeah. Now I'll think of that forever. Regular old weird owl over here. No, I love it. Um, okay, but anyway, I'm not horny for that, so I'm going to go ahead and segue right into no. Jeannie, what are you horny for, if not for kicking birds? Well... I think we, we've all seen this coming for a long time. Um, anyone who knows me knows that I am horny for America's sweetheart, Gilbert Gottfried. And <laughs> this is my Father's Day story. Uh, our podcast has not yet been asked to be a part of Cameo, but mm. we do talk about it a lot. And we will continue to do so until they ask us to be on Cameo. Why don't you explain to the users what Cameo is in case they don't know? Have we not explained that more than once? I don't else? think Cameo is a, a service that Jessica discovered, in my opinion, and it's <laughs> a place where people who are famous but not necessarily A-list famous— will record a personalized message for in exchange for money and mm. use most often for, like, birthday greetings. Anniversaries, Father's Days. Father's Day, Mother's Day. Um, that's all the ones I know. And that's what Jessica gave me for my birthday. She gave me three very good cameos. Oh, yeah, I forgot we did talk about that, but whatever. You know what? But, yeah, so cameo. Cameo. I got my brother Jeff a cameo from John Lovitz for his birthday in April, that was a and great it was one. such a big hit, such a big hit in the Goshi household, the Goshis of Ohio, rather, and <laughs> <laughs> I don't call this house the Goshi household, actually, but, like, my parents thought it was so funny, and I was like, do they even know who John Lovitz is? Like, I know John Lovitz is a person that's been around for a long time. He's been in many things. He was on Saturday Night Live. He is, has a very recognizable way of speaking. And so the gift was for my brother, but it was really a gift for everyone. Then I was like, wow, like my dad sent it to like all his family. I was like, does dad's brothers and sisters give a shit about John Lovitz? And I still don't know the answer to that question. But it was a very funny cameo because it was about like three minutes long and had a lot of... Um, ophthalmological detail in it, which is a strange coincidence for my brother, an ophthalmologist. <laughs> anyway, so I was really pumped. I was going to get my mom a cameo for Mother's Day, and I was like, ooh, who, who to pick? You know, so I picked someone from The West Wing, a TV show that she loves and has watched multiple times in recent years, and it did not go over nearly as well. It was a, a, an underwhelming response, to say the least. I got to watch her watch it, like, via FaceTime, and it was a very, like, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you never want to see now, that. Now, granted, it wasn't funny. Janelle Maloney from The West Wing was not a funny cameo, but it was sweet, right. and for, like, Mother's Day, I thought it was appropriate. Right. So I was a little bit gun-shy about doing cameo for Father's Day, but I also— You overcame it. I overcame it because on Friday I was very busy this week. I had lots of work to do on Friday. I was overwhelmed, as always, as my natural state. <laughs> and like now I get, you know, marketing emails from Cameo, like I don't know how many, probably six a day, it seems. And I often glance at them and I'm like, yeah, I definitely don't care about these people. And they sent one on Friday that was like, <gasps> 
didn't get a Father's Day gift, you piece of shit. Well, you can still get a cameo <laughs> with like 24 hour delivery. And I was like, ah, I should, maybe I should do that. Like, I didn't even send my dad a fucking card because I'm so terrible. And I was like, I'm so bad at cards, too. I'm so bad at it. I try to be good at I it know. as I live far away. Like, I should be able to use the mail, but it's just, it was a busy week. It was a busy week. And just blame COVID. Yes. What with COVID? <laughs> what with the, the bird kicking? <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, no. So I got this email from Cameo. It gave me no good ideas other than reminding me once again that I did nothing for Father's Day and so I just went on and I was like well obviously the ones that are good are the ones that are funny Mm -hmm. and like unfortunately my you know 70 some year old parents do not know like a lot of little known comedians that might be on cameo but right but I just randomly saw Gilbert Gottfried and I was like well I feel like in the John Lovitz way that could have a similar you know like result of like we definitely know who this is they are unique. I think it could be good. And so I texted my brother, Jeff. I was like, should we get dad a cameo from Gilbert Gottfried? And he was like, sure. (laughs) So so the idea was born, you know, and like, let's say it was the idea started at like 3 p.m. and it was fully complete by like 3.23 that um, my brother Jeff and I came up with a list of sayings that my dad says or used to say a lot, just like kind of weird nonsense dad shit. Some of them uh, references from old TV commercials or something. Some of them, we have no idea. I think they came from his parents. But, like, for instance, one of them is wake up, you lazy Democrats. And <laughs> my dad has said that for a long time. And I learned today that that was something his mom used to say. And I was like, why did she say that, though? No one knows. <laughs> so we had Gilbert Gottfried. The kind of the idea was our dad's very quiet. You know, like, he is not a shouter. He's he's a reserved man of a few words, but thought, what if we asked Gilbert Gottfried to, like, perform my dad's favorite lines? And and boy, did he perform uh, them. Yeah, and did himself. the very last thing in the 280 character, like, you have 280 characters to, to write, like, directions for the person mm-hmm. doing the cameo, which is not very many. No, it's not. And so we got a bunch of quotes and phrases in there, and then we had, like, <laughs> I don't know, 11 characters left. And Jeff said, what about, how about Beefaroni? And the Beefaroni <laughs> is a very old song, I guess, for a commercial for Beefaroni. Uh-huh. And it's something my dad used to sing quite a lot. And it's very silly. And so we only had enough characters to write Beefaroni parentheses song. And we were like, let's see what happens. And boy, <laughs> did Gilbert Gottfried sing the Beefaroni song. He knew it. <laughs> you can tell he knew oh, it. Yeah. He didn't have to look that up. And yeah, so brilliantly, the reason I'm so horny is that, okay, so I think the cameo was $175. Mm-hmm. I thought reasonably priced. You can pay an additional $130 to get, like, guaranteed 24-hour delivery. Mm. And I said to Jeff, I said, Jeff, should we spend another $130 to get it in 24 hours? Mm-hmm. And he said, hmm, no. Like, he was like, no, dad is frugal. He would appreciate the savings. True. And I was like, you're right. That'll be part of the gift. If it's late, we'll tell him, dad, we know you wouldn't have wanted us to waste another $130 on this. And so I submitted the cameo request. And nine minutes later, I got the video from Gilbert Gottfried. And I was blown away. He <laughs> <I> was waiting <laughs> like, for it. I was like, oh, fuck, cameo's <laughs> broken. You know, like cameo thinks they did the video. They didn't. I clicked on the link. It was like a link to download the cameo app. And I was like, fuck, this is 
isn't right. Like now, like the request is probably messed up. I'm going to this. This is never going to work. And I was like, holy shit. (laughs) Like Gilbert Godfrey was just sitting there waiting for this cameo request. You couldn't wait to sing that fucking Beefaroni song. He really came through. It was beautiful. It was perfect. Couldn't have asked for more. And then today I had probably an hour discussion with my dad and mom and brother, Jeff, about how the phrase we included, which we said was applesauce, who's your friend, was in fact supposed to be apple core, who's your friend, when apparently that's something that came from like Chip and Dale, like the Disney chipmunks. I honestly don't know anything you're talking about right now, but I support you. <laughs> no, this is no one does. You know what? Only boomers will Only understand boomers this story. <laughs> but I believe you. Anyways, it was a it was probably as successful a gift as we could have ever mm-hmm. gotten gotten my dad, uh, a person who, you know, as a as a father, as the stereotypes of fathers go, he does not fulfill them. He he doesn't really love Grilling. I mean, he does things, but he, with no love, you know, mm-hmm. that's his whole thing. Is <laughs> <laughs> Emotionless. Like, he doesn't love golf. He doesn't love beer. He doesn't love farting. You know, like, he's just a, just a guy. He's just a guy with no hobbies. <laughs> I love that. That's how my dad actually is, too. He doesn't have any hobbies. Oh. Um, yeah, so thank you, Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah. I gave you a $20 tip. Oh. It wasn't enough. No. Um, I hope you gave him a five-star review as well. I, I gave him a very good five-star review. Okay, good. Well, I'm happy that it went over so well. I'm, I'm proud of you. It went over really Great. well. I'm very happy. I saw the video. I love it. I think you should post it on our Instagram, unless that's too personal. I will post it. Oh, I don't think it is. I don't either. I think... um, I'm trying to be nice. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a thing you say. (laughs) Yeah, I just, you gotta say it, you know. Uh, I want to tell my own cameo story, but I feel like... I would love I feel like it's really complicated, so I don't know. You might have to edit it out, but... Is it? I don't know. Okay. So, like Jeannie said, I've been a long, long time fan of cameo. I don't remember Mm -hmm. how I learned about it, but I do remember I started, I've started buying them like a year and a half ago or so, and I bought some. Was the first one you did the Doctor Now? Yeah, the very first, yes, the very first uh, cameo I did was when my husband and I were getting married, and I got him a present for like our wedding. I don't know if that's even a thing, but I made it one. And I had Doctor Now, who's a tiny little cute doctor from the famous show, My 600 Pound Life, wish my husband. Because we watch this show so fucking much. <laughs> Wish my husband a happy marriage day and tell him how much I loved him. Because the words couldn't come from me. They had to come from Dr. Now. Of course. But anyway, so that's when I first discovered it. Then I started buying them for people because I just think it's such a funny gift and can be funny. Um, but I started using Cameo as a weapon recently. <laughs> <laughs> Um, sure and I don't did. really want to get into too much detail because it's just very complicated. And maybe one day I will. Maybe one day, folks, yeah, I'll get into it. Maybe one day. But this is all you need to know. You need to know that where I live, it's a very Republican conservative area. And I don't like to identify with any political party, but I know one I won't identify with, and it's the Republican Party. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, the people here, they're, they're mostly nice, but a lot of them are real backwards when it comes to politics, and some of them are worse than others. Mm-hmm. And they have several community Facebook groups, and these community groups, like all groups, like Nextdoor, which we talked about before, like, they always devolve into absolute, like, bullshit high school drama because that's people, you know? I always love it mm-hmm. when people see adults fighting and arguing and say, oh, what are we back in high school? It's like, we never left. 
Like what? That is people. Yeah, that's how You're people right. are. I hate that. Jessica, that's a pet peeve of mine when people would be like, ugh, that's like middle school or whatever. And then you grow up and you find out that that's forever. Yeah, that's high school, that's that college, that's the office. The way adults talk to you, they make it think like people all like magically grow mature up. one day when yeah. obviously that is not the but case. But then the other part of that is, is like, what does it mean to mature really? Because... You're always going to have conflict, and you're always going to deal with it in mm-hmm. one way or another. And there's you're always going to lose your temper. Mm-hmm. Nobody's perfect, you know what I mean? Like, and some people, and you know, there's subjects that are discussed in these groups that are very like racism. You know, like yeah. th- these things are very um, people are passionate about them. So what do you? And they should be. People are passionate about racism in your community. They are. Well, that's because there's a lot of racists. <laughs> that's what I meant. Yeah, they, they love, love it. it. <laughs> um, so, and I, clearly, this isn't everybody. So if you're out there listening, no. I'm probably not talking to you if you're listening to this yeah so there there's a group that i used to be in obviously i'm no longer on facebook but i'm shadow on facebook because i'm a yeah, genius. yeah you are. and mm-hmm. i um <laughs> there's a group there that's the person who runs it just like deletes and throws out every person who's even like a sniff li- liberal like a community yeah it's group. a community group but if they if they disagree with him yeah. or they're liberal at all or whatever he throws them out right he blocks them bans them throws them out and to me that's very funny as a conservative republican mm-hmm. to be like no like snowflake like safe space yeah, you know yeah. <laughs> so oh they love their safe space they love their safe spaces for them and then they like to pretend like other people need them so anyway so i started my own mm-hmm. group and in my group the only rule is that I won't delete anybody or I won't delete anybody's comments. And I say that I love free speech and I'm doing this as a a jab at all the Republicans who can't handle free speech. (laughs) So I'm like, so half the shit in this group is Republicans trying to get me upset by posting things I hate and I don't delete any of it. It doesn't bother me because I'm not a little baby. Uh But then, you know, people started accusing the entire group. They're like, this group is leftist. First of all, Republicans love to call things leftist. Nobody knows what it means. Yes. Um, Yeah, especially them. And so I got sick of that because I was like, I feel this is unfair because the group can't be anything if I let people say whatever they want. Then it's just whatever the people make it. I'm not making it any one thing or another. But you have to understand that in a Republican community where all the voices they hear are Republicans, if they can't get rid of the liberal voices, then they feel like they're overtaking. You know, does that make sense to you? Like, yes, Mm -hmm. they really need their safe space. Or else they get upset. Yeah. Um, so this is not a safe space for anyone, and they weren't handling it very well. So I was like, well, how can I use Cameo to <laughs> – how can I involve Cameo in this situation? So I decided I, – I know the reason I got this idea is because my brother texted me the other day because my brother and I talk a lot about politics, and we certainly have mentioned – talked about Cameo before. And he goes, oh, my God. And it was Donald Trump Jr. was on Cameo. <laughs> okay. Yes, that was big news. For the low, low price of $600. Or, or as my mom told me, because she thought I wouldn't know about this already, yeah. uh, Donald Trump Jr. is working for Cameo. Oh, working for Cameo. Like he got a job at Cameo. He got a job. He lucky. He got out of the Trump org because they're getting sued and he got right into Cameo. So Donald Trump Jr. is on Cameo, right? So I was like, oh my God. I'm like, I have to get a Donald Trump Jr. to endorse my group to all of these Republicans, right? <laughs> <laughs> so despite the fact that Donald Trump Jr. was $600, I bought it. And the message he wrote, Love like, that. here's the thing. We've fuck married and killed the Trumps before. I hate him. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I find him repulsive. I hate him. I think he's a terrible person. But I was forced to give him five stars on Cameo because the message he delivered <laughs> for me was 
perfect. It was perfect. He said exactly what I dreamed he would say. He talked about my group and said it was great and that he loves free speech and that there's not enough free speech out there. And then he referred to people not in my group as commies and snowflakes and losers. (laughs) And he said, and at the end, he said, I might join that group one day. And it was so beautiful. And so it was really good. And I think it's funny because I didn't tell him like anything about my personal beliefs or anything like that. I just said, hey, I have this group where I don't delete people and I let them say what they want. And he loved it. And he's like Mr. Mm -hmm. Poster Boy Republican. So I feel like, and this is crazy, I feel like they might be hypocrites. Oh, no. No, don't say that. Don't say that, Jessica. So anyway, um, I, I refuse to believe this. So then a friend of mine. And I um, decided to make like a series of uh, celebrity endorsements of my group, one of which is Gilbert Gottfried, which I got as well. And he delivered it in like 45 minutes to me, which was shocking. I also have a couple more in the, in the, in the pipeline. I don't want to give it away, but one is Jerry Springer. And, <laughs> <laughs> and basically, I'm having these people just talk about how great my group is and how the other one's terrible. And it's just so funny to me. And I will say it's, it's very that funny. some of the people in the other group that I was talking about before are like super triggered by this. And I find it so funny. <laughs> like what is true? What, what makes them upset about this? Well, you have to remember the audience here. These Particular people, one particular person in gen- in to be specific, in particular, in particular one particular person <laughs> in particular is very, very emotional and can't handle emotions, and uh, okay. that's why that community group became such a joke because nobody's in there except for people who tell him he's right about everything, and so mm-hmm. that's not fun, I don't think, and I think that it's just very upsetting to him and other people who run that group to hear. Donald Trump Jr., who they probably fucking love, <laughs> call <Yeah>. them losers. <laughs> so, well, do you think it's because like they they actually are forced to realize the truth, which is that they don't like free speech? You hope so, like, but like probably not in such explicit terms. I mean, I think so. Maybe could that be occurring to them? But like maybe part of them, yeah, because it's truly not free speech when you only listen to what you like I feel like they really and it's so funny the effort they put in to try and get me Mm -hmm. to delete them and stuff like they'll join the group and like Mm -hmm. say all kinds of shit they know I hate and I'm just like it's not gonna work baby (laughs) it's not gonna work (laughs) I don't give a shit we're not all fragile snowflakes according to Don Jr. he knows I'm not he fucking loves me so five stars Don Jr. Um, I still hate you but you definitely delivered um I am told, although I have no reason to trust him, really, that he's giving part of this yeah. money to to charity. He might really be doing it. I don't know. Because I don't know how Cameo is involved in that. You know? I would think that they'd have to be pretty officially involved in that. I, I would think so. I'm going to give him this one time in life the benefit of the doubt and assume he is actually giving yeah. at least some of this money to charity. So I feel less bad. Well, obviously, he doesn't need the money. He's a fucking billionaire. Oh, right. <laughs> okay, of course. He's a he's billionaire. A no, and you know, if a couple people said, like, how could you give him money? It's like, listen. Yeah. Yeah. What difference does it make? You think if I give Donald Jr., Trump Jr., $600, it's going to like erase the last four years? Like it doesn't fucking matter? Nothing matters. That's absolutely true. I know it was a long story. I'm not sure if Jeannie will cut it or not, but I am horny for that as well because I, I don't want to cut love it. Love cameo, and I am using it as a weapon here on out. It is perfect. Thank you. It's a perfect business. It's I it's wish great. We had invented. I it. know. Me too. And I wish I wish we were on cameo. I know. I would love to make cameos. Ugh, we would be so good at cameos too. Maybe one day. 
Maybe one day. Folks, if you desperately want us to wish yeah. your father happy Father's Day. Yeah, write to Cameo. Say, yeah, I'd be like, we need. What we want is Cameo from the Raise Wrong pod. Yeah, because there's podcasters on there. Listen. No, I mean, there's people who do like $5 Cameos. I feel like we're at least worth 5 Yeah, we could do four ninety nine. But actually, maybe not five. I know there's like fifteen dollar cameos of people no one's ever heard right. of. Right, so. there was actually little Nas. We can X. be those people. Little Nas X, who Jeannie yes. and I love and have talked about before, was doing charity ones for a thousand dollars a piece. I think he only did right. so many though. He did it for like Pride Month. Yeah. God, was I tempted. Oh, God. I know. I was so, I was like, I mean, I don't think I could do it, but man, I would have loved to have had a cameo for Jeannie from Little. Of course, I would have sent it to you. There's nobody else who would have deserved it. Oh, my God. But anyway, so that's my story. Um, I had a different thing I was horny for. I'm still going to go into that. Um, Please do. I'm horny also for the Olympics. I know that the Olympics, some people are against them having the Olympics because of COVID and everything. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm personally not, sorry, um, because so I'm sure, especially with the athletes, that the testing and yeah. requ- I'm sure I don't know if they're requiring vaccines, but I guess I bet most of them, if not all of them, have gotten the vaccine because who wants to get right. COVID and not be able to compete and win your gold medal? You know, like, yeah, certainly not Olympic athletes who need their lungs and stuff. Right. And I don't know. I can't remember what they're doing with the crowds, but I think they're only having like people in Japan are able to go. I don't know that they're having like um, other people. I can't remember what protocol they put in place, but regardless, they canceled it before. I'm happy they're doing it. And I love the Olympics. It is one of my favorite things. I love the world cup and I love the Olympics. Those are things I love. And I didn't know that. I'm writing this down about you. Okay. No, I love I'm it. Taking notes. I, I, and it's because I'm so inspired by athletes because I like being an athlete myself. And I love the Summer Olympics because that's when they do track and field, which is my favorite, probably, sport. And nobody kicked a bird. I watched the trials. No kicking of birds <laughs> that I could see. <laughs> Weird. So I'm horny do for they that. Do not have birds in Japan or something? I don't get it. No, I guess not. No robins. <laughs> <laughs> so I was watching the Olympic trials yesterday. I literally watched four hours of people running and doing discus throws and long jumps and shit. And I just am so impressed by these runners. And there's two in particular I want to talk about, actually three, and they're all women. Allison Felix... Mm-hmm. That's somebody I want everybody to write her name down. Okay, I'm writing it down. Now, you should already know her name because she's been in like five Olympics. Oh, shit, I didn't know So it. she is 35 years old. She has children. Mm-hmm. She is dominant in some of the shorter distances, like 400 meters. Yeah. She is so fucking fast. And just, I'm so impressed by women athletes. I'm not as impressed by male athletes because Mm-mm. these women, and not all of them, obviously not all of them have children, but some of them have children and come back and are still dominant like Allison Felix. That blows my mind. And I don't think man... A man can't understand how hard that is. I mean, I've had kids. I birthed two kids. I was always Mm -hmm. an athlete and a runner. And I could not run when I was pregnant because it just never felt comfortable to me. And I wasn't willing to risk that. I know some people can, but I just couldn't. And so Mm -hmm. then when I would come back, it was always like a long process of getting back to where I was. You know, like I, you would get like injuries because I had wasn't used to running and I would try to do mm-hmm. too much and like your your hips are different and your uh, tendons yeah. are loose it's just like Ugh. it's so hard and then to see like and I think I can't was it Serena Williams she had a she was like pregnant and yeah. fucking winning stuff and then had yep, a baby yep, and then yep. came back back and like fucking but then like men will never understand that I'm sorry like that is a huge thing to do to take all that time off to like physically change your body and then have to get back in shape mm-hmm. it's just incredible so she's a mother she's 35 she's still dominating and i love her so much i already forgot her name what was it felix <laughs> allison felix allison felix 
Um, there is somebody whose name I don't know because I don't. I never knew about her before. So, but there is a woman there who is also very good, and she is an attorney. And somebody mm-hmm. like I can't remember how old she is, but she's an attorney. And somebody recently, relatively recently, was like, "Oh, you should run." And then she started running, and now she's like in the Olympics. And I find that so fascinating. I love that. That's happened a couple times, and I think it's because running is obviously something we can all do. It's not like yeah. you know shot put. Like we can all. Well, I don't want to be ableist. We can't all run, but those of us, most people can run. We'll just say that it's not a specialized skill. It's not a specialized it's not skill. like learning how to do gymnastics. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, it, it's not. It's yeah. It's a, it's a skill that most humans are capable of doing. Yeah. And it's not like having to know how to shoot a basketball in a hoop. Like it's not, that's not an innate ability for most people. Right. So yeah, yeah. So I think that's part of the reason why people can just like pop up and be like really good. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. I forget her name though. Cause that's not someone I knew about before because she wasn't running. <laughs> so mm. now the last person Mm-hmm. is Shikari Richardson. And everybody should know Shikari Richardson. I've heard that name. She, Yeah, she runs 100 meters, uh-huh. which is the shortest distance. Okay, so 100 meters is not far. I don't know how to explain it. It's like it's a, a quarter of one loop around the track. Like I could run 100 meters. You Probably. I'd have to help you at the end, but uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, so you could I'm run. I'm going to do it. We're doing it when I come visit. Okay, fine. We're going to run 100 meters and see how much slower we are than Shikari Richardson. I can't wait. So, um, yeah, 100 meters is like, if you think of a traditional classic track at the high school it's a quarter of that first that one loop okay okay so it's not a great distance and that's still very hard obviously Mm -hmm. they have the marathon in the olympics and that's 26 miles that's a lot but running 100 meters is hard because of how strong you need to be coming out you know i mean like yeah it's a different kind of skill so anyway shikari richardson is 21 first of all so fuck her i mean i love her but fuck her she was born in the year 2000 yeah literally fuck off no yeah Uh -uh. that shouldn't be allowed that shouldn't be allowed but anyway i'll forgive her that because she's very cool she's also only five foot one oh i love that (laughs) I, i knew you'd love that i knew you'd love that She's very teeny tiny and people told her, I think her whole life that she couldn't do this distance because you'll find that a lot of the shorter track runners are usually a little bit bigger. Like they have longer mm-hmm. legs or like they're, they're very like built. You know, you think about, I don't know who mm-hmm. knows, Usain Bolt um, from Jamaica was one of yeah. the, the fastest men, fastest people, you know. Is he shorter? No, he's super tall. Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He's a sprinter, I but see. he's like 6'5 six, or 6'6 six, six okay, or something. Okay. So he's like really tall and yeah. that helped him, you know, yeah. but she's tiny, tiny. So her cadence, how fast her legs are turning over has to be like crazy fast, you know? That's cool. So anyway, she's tiny. She also has like her own style. So she goes and runs this hundred meters. She has giant long fake nails. Okay. Like pointy. Yes. She has fake eyelashes. She uh-huh. has long, like bright orange hair. And not natural color. Mm -hmm. So it's like bright orange. And she does that on purpose. And she leaves her hair down. She doesn't even put in a fucking ponytail when she Mm, runs. Wow. And she's just got like her whole thing, you know. And I fucking love her. She is so dominant. She starts running this 100 meters. And keep in mind, she's running for a total of 10 seconds here. Okay. And she's never winning in the beginning. And she always comes through at the end and just like kills everybody. And I just love that. So she's fast as fuck. She's 21. She's got her whole style thing. And of course, I saw a video of her from the trials on TikTok. And of course, like half of the comments were people shitting on her for having the fake nails and mm-hmm. the eyelashes. And, and it just makes me so mad. It's like, that's I'm mad already. This fucking idiot's like sitting on their couch, you know, like a dumbass. Yeah, who cares? I like her more for that. Yeah, no, I, lo- I, lo- I love it. Oh, we both, me and my husband both do. We were like, we love that she has like, she's a very vibrant personality, you know, so like you're not going to forget her. I'm looking at pictures of her. She's super cute. She's adorable. And that's what I'm saying. Like, and she's so talented. Like, I am oh my literally 
literally my jaw was my jaw genie was on the floor. Oh my god, no, it was not. <laughs> because yes, it was. It was on the floor because her hair is awesome. Her hair, everything about her is awesome. That's like, what you, that's people, cool. It's cool because then you know who she is. Because honestly, mm-hmm. you know, you watch these Olympic trial heats and they're like they're like passing people through. It's like okay, nine runners, nine more runners, nine more runners. Mm-hmm. They're all wearing like little tiny sh- like spandex, you know, yeah. bikini bottoms right. and sports bras. They all start looking the same. You know what I mean? Like I, I can't yeah. even tell people apart. But she has this bright orange hair. It's so obvious it's her. And I love people who have like a signature thing, you know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. her nails, everything, like it's all just like a signature thing that you it sets her apart from everybody else who they all are dressed the same, look the same. I love it. And no, I love it. I absolutely love her. I think she's incredible. She is somebody to watch and you should watch her. I'm going to. And she is dominant and she is so confident. I love it. I hate everybody who shit on her for her style which is to be honest i'm like actually surprised that like the olympic you know rules committee or whatever hasn't like banned fake nails just to you know target her i know just because her dicks (laughs) yes i fucking love that so that's my my first olympic breakdown allison felix definitely watch her shikari richardson watch her and there's a lot of other great athletes obviously but um not the men. I don't give a fuck about the men. Whatever. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I will watch the men's events, but I won't be nearly as interested. No. And that's all I got to say. She runs fucking 100 meters in a little over 10 seconds. And you can't. Oh, so here's one more thing I do want to say, actually. So they were showing the speeds of the women running, right? Mm-hmm. And like the top speed because they have them all tracked and chipped and shit. So they know exactly where they are. And they said that her top speed was 25 miles an hour. Wow. I can't explain to you how fast that is. If you don't, I mean, I know we all know. I know, know how I know, fast it is. Yeah, wow. I know people who don't run know, and I'm not saying you guys don't know, no. but like if you go on a treadmill yes. and run 10 miles an hour, that's very difficult and most people can't do it. That's fast. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I, most people, like I was running. I can't even believe that's possible. I know. It doesn't seem possible. Wow. No, it doesn't seem possible. Most treadmills only go up to 12 miles an hour. Right. And, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, I was doing sprints the other day and I was sprinting at like a little over 10 miles an hour on the treadmill uh-huh. and it was hard and most Damn. people, and I wasn't even doing it for very long, you know, like 30 yeah. seconds or whatever. And I would say most people who even are runners can't run that fast, you know, and I'm certainly not like a professional, but I would say since there's so many people who run recreationally, I think most people probably couldn't run that fast, let alone more than twice that fast. It's fucking crazy. And it should blow your mind and you should be mm-hmm. endlessly impressed. And I did, I remember there's somebody on Twitter, this guy who every Olympics, he tweets the same thing. He says that he thinks that, and I agree with him. He said, I think that the Olympic committee should have like a normal person do all the events mm-hmm. first and we have to watch mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have to watch them do it. Yeah. So then you can be properly impressed yeah. because. Right. Like when everyone's amazing, you don't realize how insane right. it is like i'm fa- like compared to a normal person i'm very fast but if you yeah. watch me do 100 meters and then watch shakari richardson do 100 meters it'd be funny that would be funny because i'd be so slow and you're so much taller yeah i am and i'm i have some, several inches on her yeah so anyway i'm horny for the olympics i'm sorry if that was that. boring i really honestly don't care since my podcast. i don't think it's boring at all because i am completely out of touch about the olympics so uh, i was educated oh thank you i love that i love so, it so anyway now I'm going to move on to the unfortunate gripes Whew, of the day. Oh, oh Jeannie, would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? Sure, I'll go first. I feel like you've... Okay, let's hear it. You, you could probably use a break, huh? 
I could, honestly. Where you don't have to listen to me because I'm not going to say anything interesting. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, I'll go take a break. Sorry. No, I shouldn't have said that. This is very interesting, but it is the same thing I griped about last week, and it is, in fact, very unfair to me. And this is just part two of my kooky psychiatrist, Jeannie and the kooky psychiatrist. Love it. Last week, or last time, however long ago that was, I complained about going to a psychiatrist for the first time. Her being very kooky and telling me not to get diabetes and, you know, recommending books, <laughs> nutritional psychiatry, and just sort of a whole, just whatever she felt like throwing at me. And it had nothing to do with anything. I had, like, a follow-up with her, and she kind of just, like, read to me the answers I gave her to a lot of questions last time, where I was like, yep, that was me. Yep, I said that. Uh, I did enjoy that she read one thing where she was like, and your biggest supporter is... <laughs> you said definitely not me. <laughs> I don't even remember saying that, but I was like, yes, that is definitely true. But I guess that my gripe about her is, like, I don't think the things she said to me are wrong, but they are definitely things that I would not need to see a medical doctor to hear. And so I'm not saying that I think that the only way to cure any mental illness is to take a pill. I know that it is like there's a holistic approach that does involve like the way you think about things. And that's why mm -hmm. we have therapists as well. Mm -hmm. So like mm -hmm. the things I'm just going to read to you. Some of the notes I jotted down while she was talking to me. Here are things my psychiatrist doctor told me look for positive stories of people transcending difficult situations and helping people work on putting beauty in your life uh an example of that was she said i like colored pens i have a pink pen on saturdays and a purple pen on sundays and i said awesome hmm. love that <laughs> <laughs> and I told her, I was like, it's funny you say that because I did just tell my boyfriend yesterday that my big plans for the week are to buy like a big pack of Sharpie markers of all the different colors because I love having all like the rainbow Sharpies. So I'm not saying that putting beauty in your life by buying colored writing utensils is a bad idea. I'm just saying I don't need to go to a doctor for this idea. Right. She said, oh, I liked this. She was just like an old person using a computer as a virtual appointment. You know, so at some point she was just like, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. They're making me do all this computer stuff. I don't know what that meant. But um, <laughs> she said, we all have a swamp area. Just put a fence around it and acknowledge it's there. And if you need to go in the swamp, just tell yourself you need to get out in five minutes. Absolutely. That did not help me in any way. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> she told me you can't live in your trauma. I'm not. Thank you very much. She said be kind to one another. She told me about the tragedy of three, present, past, present, and future. I actually have no idea what that meant either. I bet that's I something. Don't but it sounds like Christmas Carol. <laughs> in short, she told me all of this wisdom. <laughs> And and then, like, recommended, you know, increasing my dose of Lexapro, which I'm like, yes, thank you, I'll do that. But <laughs> then, um, like, it was like a 30-minute appointment where she just, like, rattled off things about, like, what are they called? Affirmations and shit. You oh. know, it's just, it was just so, like, hippie shit. And I'm not saying that that doesn't help. I find that very strange for a psychiatrist, Yes, me though. too. And I'm like, I don't understand and then she did like really belabor the point that she wants me to see a nutritionist and I said oh I God. really don't think I need to see a nutritionist you know like I told her again that's so weird to me how she's so I know that. and I was like I don't know how I can make you believe me but like I understand 
about healthy food, and I believe that food impacts your mood and your mental health and all that stuff. I know everything is connected. I eat so many fruits and vegetables, Jessica. I eat, I eat I all of the do. things. I eat all of the things. But I don't only eat fruits and vegetables. Like, there no, was a time when my no. parents were basically just eating vegetable soup for every meal, and <laughs> and I don't think that's healthy either. Whenever someone gives you, like, a list of, like, here are good foods for you to eat for this reason, I eat all of them. I eat them all. All right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. she said, have you ever seen a nutritionist before? Or when's the last time you saw a nutritionist? And I lied, and I said I had seen one one time after I got diagnosed with celiac disease. That is a half-truth because they wanted me to. I made an appointment. But then when I thought about it, I said, I don't need this. <laughs> like, right. I know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know how to eat. I'm not sure what you think is going on with me and food, but— uh, she was like, well, just go. I just really would urge you to go back with, like, an open mind. And, like— Why did she think you didn't have an open mind? I don't understand. I have no, I, well, because I don't, to be honest. She's actually right about that. I have a closed mind about seeing a nutritionist. Well, true. I guess she nailed it. <laughs> but at some point, I finally was just like, I'm sorry. I Because the reason she's saying this is because, like, one of my main things I, like, complained about or told her is that I just feel like I'm always tired and that it's not anemia. You know, like, I no longer am mm-hmm. anemic. I sleep— plenty you know I just feel like mentally exhausted which makes me just tired Mm -hmm. and I think it is from like mental and emotional exhaustion or like Mm -hmm. when she's like oh okay okay oh well see I didn't know that and I'm like well I thought that (laughs) like I thought that going to a psychiatrist was an indication that I did believe it was not diet you know like that right right if i had thought that i was tired for like a more physical reason i would see my general doctor about that you know like i wouldn't have come to a brain a brain doctor (laughs) no anyway it was really infuriating to me and i think i convinced her that i'm not going down the nutritionist route and this is no nothing against nutritionists i think they're useful no, for not. many things and people but i am not one of those things or people i know i know about food i eat it every day swear to god this is just really hippie shit you're right and i feel like that's weird because while i might imagine that from like some sort of therapist like a psychiatrist yeah. is like very sciencey usually and they're usually there to give you drugs <sighs> that's what i was hoping yeah <laughs> like like, I am appreciating that she does write prescriptions, so I guess she must have gone to medical school. Yeah, I guess she still wants to give you Lexapro. I hope but so. But, like, sh- she really— Is she a doctor or, like, an RN? She's a doctor. Oh, wow. Okay. She's a psychiatrist. No, I know, but you can have a psychiatric nurse. Like, I see a psychiatric nurse. Oh, uh, I see, I see. No, yeah. she is a doctor, yes. I mean, not that that would make a difference, but I don't know. No, but, yeah, and again, I want to be clear. I'm not poo-pooing, looking for the positive. No, we know you love it. Anyways, now I just want to use my therapist to complain about my psychiatrist every time I see her. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much, actually. Isn't that what you did last time? Yeah. yeah. You just, now you're going to need two therapists, one to complain about your psychiatrist, too, one for all of your other problems. Yep, exactly. It's just, it never ends. Anyways, that's, like, yeah. that's truly the thing I am most irritated by right now, and I'm sorry mm-hmm. that it's a repeat of last time, but... You guys did get the little swamp gem, so now you know that, too. So you don't have to go to your doctor. Yeah, I know. I won't even go to a psychiatrist So just put a fence around your swamp, and you can only swim in the swamp for five minutes, okay? Consider it done. All right. (laughs) You're welcome. My swamp. Fenced in. That'll be a $40 copay. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to talk about something. This is is a gripe. This is not unfair to me. This is a gripe. Okay. Pure gripe. Classic gripe. Um, so I'm sure that you've all heard about cicadas because mm-hmm. they're kind of a big deal this year. Yeah, they're a hot thing right now. 
they're a hot thing. They're they're giant lazy bugs. Um, <laughs> they're they're very they're scary looking. They're big, yeah, kind of. If you don't like bugs, because they're like a giant fly with bright orange eyes. Yeah, and they're. I'm not kidding when I say they're big and lazy. They are. They're not good at escaping predators. They will land right on mm-hmm. you. They don't bite or sting. Um, so they're not scary in that sense. But they're strange in that their life cycle is like 17 years, right? So they yeah. they get they're in the ground for 17 years, then they hatch and emerge and fuck each other and then die in like two weeks, mm-hmm. and then 17 years later they come back again. Now cicadas, from what I understand, cicadas are actually emerging all the time, but they're like all on different cycles of 17 years. Mm-hmm. And there's they're in all different areas of the country, but the ones that are in Ohio where I live and across this area, it's one of the biggest broods, they call them broods, that exists. And obviously we get it every 17 years. They call it brood 10. I was calling it brood X before I realized that was a Roman numeral. Well, how are you supposed to know that? So it's actually it's actually brood 10. <laughs> and so this brood of cicadas is huge and there's tons of them. And I do not remember 17 years ago experiencing this, but I was like 21 years old, so I was probably drunk. Mm. And I knew they were coming. We all knew. We were all waiting for it to get warm enough for them to emerge. And boy, did they ever. Now, it's interesting because even a neighborhood, you know, where I live, my little city, there, um, even like a little city to the north of us had almost none. You know, like um, where my parents lived, I know they said they didn't really have any. Now, granted, they don't have a lot of trees out there, so that's a big part of it. But where I Mm. live... Jeannie, where I live, in my neighborhood, in my, in my we house. had in my house, <laughs> we had a fuck ton of cicadas. They were so loud. They're very loud. Yes. The other big uh, thing about cicadas is that they are really fucking loud, and they mm-hmm. just it's just like this constant din of like white noise in the background of like cicada chirps. Not really chirps, like hum, kind of. I'm a, I actually love the sound. So anyway. We had there's the reason that there's so many of them and they're so loud is obviously because, like I said before, they do not escape predators well. They do not live long, and there need to be literally billions of them for the mm-hmm. the species to continue. And every once in a while, a brood of them like you know goes away and dies, and they don't like continue. Mm-hmm. But and they're only here for a few weeks. They're loud as fuck. Like I swear to God, I was walking outside with my friend and we could not even hear each other. That's how loud they were. Like we were like shouting to each other over the sound of cicadas, but I like cicadas, I guess is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I enjoy them. They, they flew all over me the whole time when I was running and kicking birds, they were hitting me in the face. I was like, I had cicadas in my sports bra. I had them like in my head and I was like, whatever, it doesn't matter. They don't bite. They're kind of cute, even though they're kind of scary. And I understand if you're a person who's afraid of bugs, how this is a literal nightmare. Like if you're afraid of yeah. bugs, yeah. this is truly mm-hmm. like a dis- like it's like these horrible giant bugs descending on your community and falling right. all over the place, like, like a, dying, a, like a plague. Yeah, plague. Of- yeah, it is like a plague. I just imagine what ancient man thought of this. They probably thought, oh, oh it's God. Jesus or something. You know, like <laughs> so people complain about them. Okay, mm-hmm. yes, they complain they about them so much, and I don't mind if you're afraid of bugs. I'm not talking about you, okay? Because mm-hmm. I get how that's horrifying and scary. You can't help it. You can't it. help it. You're afraid of bugs. I get it. But the people who act like it's this huge inconvenience to them, yeah. I'm griping about that because yeah. this is every 17 fucking years. <laughs> you can't you can't listen to a noise for two weeks every 17 years without bitching about it constantly. Right. It's not that big of a deal. Like if you only had to sit in traffic every 17 years, I'd say you can't complain about it. Oh my God, it'd be it. incredible. 
Yeah, and like and like they die, and then their exoskeletons and shit are everywhere too. Yeah. But like, I think all of that is good for the soil. Like, it's actually good. You know, like you mm-hmm. don't have to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing you have to do. They're just gonna die, and already, you know, it's, they were here for a couple weeks. I already don't hear them as much. Like, they're already on their way out. I just the, the amount of people complaining about these fucking bugs. I'm just like, well, this is why we're all gonna die. This is why the earth is gonna end and we destroy the earth because because we cannot manage to be inconvenienced by a fucking thing. This is why we don't have fucking honeybees and we're all gonna starve. Like our species will die yeah. out because we don't like it, so we get rid of them. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. just fucking suffer through it. It's like five and they're fascinating. I'm fascinated. Anybody who's yeah. my friend knows because I've been talking about them for two weeks and sending pictures of them mm-hmm. to people mm-hmm. who don't live in areas with cicadas because. I don't know. I just love it. I intentionally walked out in the woods. I wanted to hear them. I'm like, I won't hear this for 17 years. You know, like this is amazing. It's an amazing thing. And I've been, you know, my kids have a little pool in the backyard. I, for two weeks, I've been pulling dead cicadas out of that pool. My kids will be like, ah, another, you know, and I'm straining those fuckers yeah. out. But like, does it really matter? Like in the end of the day? No. And it's funny. I was watching a cicada the other day in the air and it literally dropped dead in the middle of flying. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what they do they just don't live very long you know i hopefully he wow. did his job but he just yeah. died like just floating there just boom down but you like know, if we were cicadas we wouldn't do our job no we would uh, okay if Jeannie and i were cicadas we would come out of the ground literally fucking complain about having to fuck another cicada <laughs> i'd be like oh my god i don't feel like it and then we would die we would not reproduce and it would just be like a complete waste of 17 years right like to the people complain about the cicadas it's like guess what they a lot of them probably don't want to be here either they're not happy yeah, of about it they're not. They're you know, miserable. Like, They've been- they just had to get for a very long nap and no wonder they're slow and confused yeah exactly 17 years in the ground So Brood 10 was not disappointing to me. I think they were great. They did a great job, folks. They were loud as fuck. They were everywhere. They were in my hair. They were in my car. I couldn't get rid of them. And I didn't try. I let them, if they landed on me while I was walking my, with my little tiny baby. Yeah. I let them stay on my arm until they've decided to fly away. I don't care. We can be friends. Yeah. Anyway, if you're afraid of bugs, I do feel bad for you because that would be absolutely horrifying. But if you're somebody who's not afraid of bugs and you're just afraid of a mild inconvenience, grow up. Grow up. Okay. Mm -hmm. 17 years. Grow up. That's the last time. Next time you have to worry about it. Yep. Anyway, that's my whole gripe. I love cicadas. I'm glad they came to visit us. And I'm glad they did too. I'm a little bit jealous that I miss them. And I know. I'm sorry. That's okay. I'll, uh, I have it. a lot of spiders here, so it's fine. Oh, good for you. I love spiders too, actually. Spiders are cool. So anyway, that's my gripe. Nothing else to say. Miss you, cicadas. See you soon. I'll still be younger than my husband is now next time I see the cicadas, and I think that's beautiful. Um, that's cool. That's a good way you. to look at it. Yeah. See? Nothing wrong with that. So questionable advice... Yeah. I'm going to read it. Okay. Okay. Dear Jeannie and Jessica, this is a very short one, Jeannie. Okay. Dear Jeannie and Jessica, how do I stop arguing on the internet (laughs) on every platform available (laughs) with stupid people who will never understand what I'm trying to say? She, her. That's it. That's the whole question. Uh, well, okay, so um, we're not good people to answer this question. <laughs> I think the last few weeks we've had questions that are just like, well, you wrote the wrong podcast. This feels like a Obviously, troll. Are, they, are you trolling us? I don't know. It might be. It might be someone from my community who knows that I spent $600 on Don Jr. Um, are they trying to give you advice suddenly? Yeah. You know what? I hope what? so. I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to take it, but I do appreciate it. I'm trying to think. But no, I don't know if this is someone trolling me because would they call themselves stupid people? 
you know, if it's somebody I'm always fighting with and they're like, let's uh, troll Jessica. Oh, but I then see. they're referring to themselves as well, stupid. Well, I wasn't assuming it would be someone that you're fighting with oh. or rather just someone. So it's probably my husband. Th- yeah, it's your husband. Okay, yeah, it's my so, husband. Okay, we figured that out. So my husband Bob trying to get me to stop. Um, Bob Sheher, <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't answer this question. This is well. I used to argue on the internet a lot more than I do now. You do, yeah. You definitely stopped. How a lot. did I stop? I don't oh, want no. this to sound like patronizing to anyone who does argue on the internet. But I think I like got a job or like if you're busy, you don't really. I mean, but that doesn't apply to one Jessica. Oh, I'm because, not busy because no, 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 you're always busy, but you somehow find the time, and I don't know how you do it. But I, you got to make the time to to bitch at people. <laughs> You gotta make the time. You gotta make the time. You're right. It's your practice. Yes. Yeah, fuck if I don't know. I don't know. I, like, honestly, I'm at a loss for words. Just stop caring about anything? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like You should stop caring about anything. Well, here's, Yeah, this is the thing. I guess this is how I would answer this question, now that I've had a moment to reflect on it. You don't want to stop. No. And that's fine. I think the, I think the thing is, like, you're enjoying it, which is why you keep doing it, and... I feel like just much like the, oh, when are we going to grow up crowd? Some people are like, why are you fighting? Well, because you want to. Yeah. Who gives a shit? You don't need to explain that. If you want to argue with people who are stupid on the internet, go ahead. Yeah. It's a hobby. That's all. Yeah, we reject the premise that you should stop arguing. Yeah, that you shouldn't do that. Yeah. No, you should definitely, definitely complain and fight with people. And you're right. Some people are never going to. In fact, there's a very low possibility that especially if you're like arguing and being kind of a dick that you're going to change anyone's mind. And that's the other thing I've heard from people. They're like, well, you're not going to change anyone's mind. It's like, what does changing minds have to do with my hobby? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I have argued on the internet on more than one occasion. And I don't think it was ever because I thought people were going to understand me. It was because I was procrastinating about doing something I didn't want to do. Or like, because sometimes it's just fun to get riled up. Like, it gives you that rush, you know? Mm-hmm. You get that. Internet arguing high, mm-hmm. and then you want to like clean your kitchen. Exactly, I, I like I like it, and it's what's funny is my husband, who probably didn't but might have written this, <laughs> is funny because when I'm sitting on the couch, sometimes like looking at my phone, he's like, "Are you fighting with somebody again?" Uh-huh. Like he knows, he can, he can tell by the look on my face. <laughs> yeah, and like ninety percent of the time he's right. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah," well, and it could be anywhere. I could be fighting with somebody anywhere. That's a good guess, just generally, no matter just what looking your face at looks me. like. Yeah. <laughs> So I guess my answer to this question, like I said, is don't stop. Keep going. And if it bothers you, you won't do it. Like, if if you're not enjoying yourself, of course you shouldn't do anything that you don't enjoy. You're under no obligation to correct dummies. No. You know? But if it's fun, you don't need to feel like I shouldn't be doing this because it's like, quote unquote, not right. It it doesn't matter. It's it's not a waste of your time. It's no bigger waste of your time than playing golf. It doesn't fucking matter, you know? Uh Do what you love. And if you love fighting with people about vaccinations like I do, then go ahead and do it. Yeah. I love it. It never gets me upset. Do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. You'll never work a day. And I don't work. And that's why I can do so much of what I love. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's the other thing is circling back. You know how we like to put a pin in things and circle back? Uh Uh-huh. So circling back to my Don Jr. message to piss everybody off, those same people who I said are always trying to get me upset. The reason it doesn't work is because I thrive in this environment. Yes. This is good. I like this. You know, like you're not upsetting me because I like it here. You don't. That You know, don't put that on me. That's your journey. You know, yeah. like you can't get me that riled up. I'm having fun here. So anyway, um, that's all I got.
I'm sorry, I can't help you anymore. I say keep doing it. Telling you not to argue on the internet will be like telling a cicada not to hang out under the ground for 17 years. Yeah, I can't help it. That's what I was born to do. That's just, that's what you do. Yeah. That's what I do. That's your whole point of being. It is. It's my whole thing. All right. Well, I think that was the best advice we've ever given. Yeah. Just don't stop. Yeah. Don't. Just do what yeah. you're doing. You're fine. You're having fun. How do you stop? Don't. Don't. Exactly. Easy. Um... So moving on now, this is exciting. It's terrible Cosmo advice from June 2003, and it's entitled Ways to Become Ballsier. Oh, no. And it, I'm going to let Jeannie start it out. All right. There's, we're going we're to go through two scary scenarios. All right. You're no doormat, but surviving some of life's most nerve-wracking situations requires a brand of bionic confidence. Our tricks will arm you with it. Okay. Wimpy? Mm. Not even close. But wouldn't it be nice to have just a teensy bit more moxie so you wouldn't fumble and stutter your way through an intimidating party or be at a loss for words when your stylist asks if you like your new hair travesty? Maybe you should get a new stylist. Well, there are two things you need to know about confidence. First, no one. Not pink. Not Queen Latifah. Not even a plum bomb. What? Angelina Jolie <laughs> is born with a pair of gold-plated cajones. Super assuredness is a skill. You practice and perfect it over time. Second, confidence is all about your appearance. Stick a bit of bravado in your gestures, speech, expressions, even your posture, and you come off looking like one very cool cat. Which means that the best way to become bolder is simply to fake it at first. Cop a fearless attitude, and not only will everyone buy it, but the genuine feeling will often eventually follow, says communication consultant Peggy Klaus, author of Brag, The Art of Tooting Your Own Horn Without Blowing It. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, that's good. (laughs) To get you started, we've outlined five common make-you-want-to-toss-your-cookies scenarios. Yuck. Then we give you the specific (laughs) moves you need to come off looking calm, collected, poised, and pretty damn impressive. Wow, what an intro. Now, I do want to I want to jump in here and say yeah. that I don't actually disagree with that general advice. No. I don't know about you, but I do I think faking confidence works and I do kind of agree with that. Now, I'm of course sure it does. that Cosmo this will go off the rails and be stupid, but I guess I never considered ballsy and confident to be like the same thing. No, though. they're not the, Honestly, it's so funny because when you read or showed me the title to this, yeah. I did not think this was about confidence. No, me I neither. thought this was about skydiving again. <laughs> <laughs> like like if you want to be ballsy, what that you know, what people mean when they say that, I yeah. would think that it was about like taking a huge chance or like jumping out of a building or you know, something stupid. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Anyway. Okay, Cosmo. Thanks for not okay, knowing Cosmo. words. Okay, so yeah. here we go. Scary scenario one. Mingling at a posh party. Attending a swanky soiree is great until you realize you only know two people there, the hostess and your new best friend, the bartender. Mm. It's tempting to talk yourself into a spiral of self-doubt. They'll think I'm lame. My outfit sucks. But it's just as easy to flip that around and psych yourself up. Before the bash, say out aloud, I can't wait to meet new people. I am going to have an amazing time. Okay, that's fucking psycho. Suggests Klaus. This mantra gives you enormous energy. Your tone becomes invigorated and your face animated. And the mood boost makes you radiate happiness and self-assurance. 
Don't worry, this insane hyperconfidence will simmer down by the time you step out in public so you don't come off like Kelly Ripa after 18 cups of coffee. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> I hate that so much. Once, you've, <laughs> once you're surrounded by strangers, your instinct may be to seek solace in the nearest chair, but remain standing, preferably in a visible, heavily trafficked area. <laughs> <laughs> like two feet I'm sorry <laughs> like two feet from the bar so now you're in the way like okay you're just like, standing in the just bus stand in the area. way so no one can order drinks <laughs> oh I think that's not good advice your, your best friend bartender is going to tell you to get out of the fucking way get away nobody can get through this way you occupy more physical space and guests look up to you or at least at eye level not down on you like you're the party's bastard stepchild <laughs> <laughs> I didn't read this whole thing before. They're not going to look down on you like you're the party's bastard stepchild. Okay. I'm trying to understand that dynamic. So it's like your husband has a child. The party is a parent. No, I'm just, yeah, I'm just trying to understand what a bastard stepchild. Like a bastard is a child of unmarried parents, Like right? Yeah. That's like what that term means. Yeah. And a stepchild is a child of not necessarily unmarried parents but oh, just not yeah you don't normally child. see those two things together no that's what i'm saying bastard stepchild is a phrase i'm not familiar with Interesting. but i think the bottom line is that cosmo is trying to be mean to both children born out of wedlock and stepchildren and simultaneously. Ch- children so of think, divorce um yeah you yeah, know so I think this is 2003 guys this is what we talked like back then <laughs> yeah we didn't know we were dicks okay so anyway so they'll not look down on you like you're the party's bastard stepchild. You'll convey equal footing in stance and social status. Okay, so bastard stepchildren out there, your social status low. Low on yeah, the wrong. Sorry. So, low. Uh-huh. so anyway, to ease into the stomach-churning realm of chit-chat, give yourself a quantifiable goal, like exchanging names in a few sentences with three new people, providing you with a sense of purpose and control, says Sherry Carter-Scott, PhD, a life coach in Santa Barbara, California, and author of If Success is a Game, These Are the Rules. Break into an ongoing group discussion. Yeah, we know. It has the intimidation factor of an impending root canal. Okay, hang on a second. I'm sorry (laughs) to keep interrupting, but these are long, so I feel like we need to talk in the middle of them instead of at the end. Okay, like, okay, I've had a root canal. Yeah. I'm not saying that they're fun, but no. the intimidation factor, like, are you afraid of your endo- endodontist? Is that what they are? It's interesting that that it almost seems like the people who write for Cosmopolitan Magazine in the, the early 2000s don't actually know what words mean. And they, they don't are, know what words mean. Like, using this a thesaurus where it's like, these are almost the right words, but not yeah, quite. Yeah, you need to know the intimidation factor of an impending root canal. So, like, you're sitting in the really waiting room. This. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like the endodontist, I believe that's what they're called, right? I keep saying that. I think that. so. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, is just like in the back, like, I don't know, like with a muscle shirt on. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you're like, oh my God, I cannot talk to them. They're too. I'm so intimidated by this root canal. Good at, Let me tell you what. They're too good at root canals. From my know? one root canal, I can yeah. tell you, I wasn't thinking of anything except for I literally, and I'm not even kidding. This is a hundred percent true story. I got a really painful tooth one day, went mm-hmm. to my dentist. The dentist was like, okay, you need a root canal. I got to send you across the street mm-hmm. to this endodontist. And I was in so much fucking pain that I was in the waiting room. When I was waiting for my impending root canal, I went yeah. to the front desk woman and I said, can you kill me? Yeah. I said that to her. I was like, I would like you to kill me, please. Because I cannot stand this for one more second. And then when I went in the back yeah. and the guy, uh, 
like numbed my mouth. I was mm-hmm. never, I've never been happier in my entire life. That was the happiest day of my life. The happiest oh, wow. moment is when he yeah. numbed my fucking tooth that hurt so bad. Oof. And so to me, it's weird. Cause like the, the bad part about a root canal is not necessarily the root canal. It's what's happening before strangely. Yeah. Cause it hurts so bad. Yeah. I don't think intimidate is the right word. No, no I don't think so either. But you know what? Let's not let Jessica's truth. Yes. Let's not assume Jessica's truth is everyone's truth when it comes to how you feel about root canals. Listeners. Yeah, that's true. I'm sorry. Maybe you are very intimidated. If you've had a root canal and you felt intimidated, uh, let us know. Please, <laughs> Please let us know. Us. Sound off. <laughs> we want to hear about it. Um, okay, so let me go. Okay, break, break into an ongoing group discussion. Yeah, we know it has the intimidation factor of an impending root canal. By first listening to determine the nature of the dialogue. If it's a light conversation, say, the latest Michael Jackson scandal. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ray Strong does not believe that the Michael Jackson scandals were a light conversation. That is our PSA. Um, what year, 2003, what was happening in 2003 that Michael Jackson wasn't a pedophile? I don't That's understand. what I was wondering because... Isn't that his only scandal? While it... Well, okay, here's the only other, like, what I could imagine them considering light scandal being is, like, like way back when, when, like, he got married to what's-her-name Presley, like, that... Yeah. I guess that wasn't a scandal, but it was, like, a big hot gossip, you know, but... Oh, right, because they're like, like, does he even want to be married? Like, I remember him, the whole thing with the baby in the balcony, that was like a thing. Uh, but like, that too, that I was... consider, that was like a an unsettling thing. Yeah, he <laughs> like, literally like held a baby over a balcony. I don't think that's... I don't think anything about Michael Jackson is really a light conversation, unfortunately, including no. just Michael Jackson himself, who is kind of a sad figure. I don't yes. think... Anything about Michael Jackson is light. So I would not personally, when I was going to my root canal, bring that up. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, um, so I would love to know what other things this this writer thinks are light conversations. Thinks light topics. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Oh, my God. I honestly don't know if we need to read another one after this because it is so crazy. Yeah. Well, let me finish it out. Okay. Can, I'm sorry. I need to say this right now. Okay. Say it. On November 20th, 2003, police booked Michael Jackson on child molestation charges. So, oh my God, that's this year! <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> they were talking about that. Yes. Wow, Cosmo, this is a new low. That Jesus is gross. Yikes! That's gross. Okay. Okay. Super gross. Okay. Anyway, so Cosmo, disgusting. Um. So yeah. Mm. So Michael Jackson scandal. You can take the plunge with a simple, "Hey, what's the hot topic?" <laughs> but if it's a serious discussion, if it's a serious discussion, not like child molestation, but if it's a serious discussion or heated debate, don't bring it to a halt by asking to be briefed, says Carter Scott. Just listen. And when you agree with a specific point or have some extra info to add, speak up. In the meantime, just smile and look interested. Oh okay, God. so that's dumb. So they're saying, if you don't know what people are talking about, don't get clarification. Just smile and nod like a fucking dummy. Why won't you ask? Just be like, what are you talking about? So then I can have an informed opinion instead of just pretending I agree with something I don't understand. I don't know. I'll be honest. Like I, It's been a while since I went to a party, let alone a posh one. But yeah, I, think <laughs> I don't that, think I've hit a posh one Like. Yet. I understand that that a lot of people don't know how to, like, behave in a lot of social situations. I'm not saying that I'm an expert. But, like, often if there are a group of people having what looks like a a real discussion or debate, you don't try to interject yourself into it in the middle. Because either you are interrupting or you are standing there weirdly kind of half smiling and being a creep, you know, like go find someone who's not talking to anyone and talk to that person. OK, that's how you mingle. 
You don't just right. stand on the the periphery of like people debating child molestation. I know. It's so weird. That's not a good advice, I don't think. I'm so sorry, Cosmo, but I just can't get behind this advice. Well, I will tell you what. I will start saying, like, for instance, had our friends not canceled on us today, right before we left, I would have stood in front of the mirror and said, I can't wait <laughs> to sit out in the sweltering heat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You would have had such confidence. I am going to have an amazing time. <laughs> You would have had such confidence if you did that. Yeah. Otherwise, your self-doubt would have ruined the posh party. It always does. Well, I do think that was enough Cosmo for today. I think so, too. I, I don't think we can handle it anymore. Yeah, we'll, we'll save the, <laughs> another scariest scenario maybe for the next episode. This will be a multi-part series. Yeah, there's a lot of scary scenarios here. So let's go straight into the internet, Dumb. Now, I want to intro this. You can read it. Okay. Um, since okay. I did so much reading recently. So I am a football fan, and I am a football fan of the Buffalo Bills football NFL team. And that's because I was born in Buffalo, and I'm legally obligated to cheer for them. But as I've gotten older and had children and started fighting with people on the internet, I haven't quite paid as much attention to NFL football. I do still watch it. Mm-hmm. But there is – so I don't know a ton about this guy. I do know he's a player, and he's a good player on the Bills Football team, his name is Cole Beasley, and he kind of looks like a hot mess. He's got, like, like a missing tooth and, like, crazy hair, and he's he's a really good player. I mean, mm. he made a lot of money playing football. I think he's been playing for, like, 10 years. Good for him. I think his last contract was, like, $14 million or something stupid. So, you know, he's had a lot of success. Uh-huh. Well, nobody—I don't think he was really that much on social media before mm-hmm. recently, and so I don't think a lot of us fans— you really knew much about him other than he was a great player, you know? Mm-hmm. But he decided to release one of those great tweets, which is when somebody takes a screenshot of the Notes app uh, yeah. on their iPhone. Love that. Um, and he wrote like a long ass thing. And that's our internet dump today. And with that intro, I'm going to turn it over to Jeannie Thank to you read so much. Cole Beasley's tweet. Thank go you ahead, so Jeannie. much. Happy to be here. Okay, here we go. Look, I'm going to live my one life like I want to regardless. Dot, dot, dot. Everyone, hi, I'm Cole Beasley, and I'm not vaccinated. I will be outside doing what I do. I'll be out in the public. If you're scared of me, then steer clear or get vaccinated. Point blank, period. I may die of COVID, but I'd rather die actually living. I have family members whose days are numbered. If they want to come see me and stay at my house, then they are coming regardless of protocol. I don't play for the money anymore. My family has been taken care of. Find me if you want. My way of living and my values are more important to me than a dollar. I love my teammates and enjoy playing ball because all the outside BS goes out the window in these moments. I just want to win the Super Bowl and enjoy these relationships that will be created along the way. I'm not going to take meds for a leg that isn't broken. I'd rather take my chances with COVID and build up my immunity that way. Eat better. Drink water exercise and do what I think is necessary to be a healthy individual. That is my choice based on my experiences. I'll play for free this year to live life how I've lived it from day one. If I'm forced into retirement, so be it. I've enjoyed the times I've had. I'll get to live freely with my wife, kids, and extended family forever. We'd get to enjoy the times that we missed from the sacrifices we've had to make just so I could play this wonderful game. So either way, it's a win-win. That's where I stand. Thank you for everyone who has been supportive throughout this process. A lot of other NFL players hold my position as well, but aren't in the right place in their careers to be so outspoken. I feel for you, and I'm hoping I'm doing my part to represent you guys well. Cole Beasley. Wow. 
Okay, so that was a lot to unpack. <laughs> so, first of all, I think we can all agree that he's an idiot. <laughs> no, that was a beautiful, beautiful display of idiocy. Um, I want to know what kind of meds you take when your leg is broken. Is there like a medicine that makes your leg not broken? It's funny you should say that because let me tell you what. Cole Beasley famously played a game with a broken leg. <laughs> and he had like a broken tibia or something. It wasn't a full break, yeah. but he had a break. It was a playoff, so it was like a big uh-huh. game, I think. And I think they had him so fucking drugged up mm-hmm. that he could play with a broken leg. So we have to assume that he doesn't care that much about his body because he was like yeah. drugged to the point of running on a broken leg uh-huh. for an entire football game. So I think that that might be why he said that. Okay. Because obviously he did take drugs at that point. Um, so maybe he's trying to make the point that he only will take drugs if his leg is fully broken. I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like those are just painkillers then, right? Yeah, I think it was just okay. a fuck ton of painkillers, I'm assuming. All right. But I would like to say that I find it funny, two things that yes. stick out besides the fact that he was had to have been absolutely on so many drugs to play with a broken leg. Yeah. The other thing is... I love how he says, I have family members whose days are numbered. Yes. Is this a confession in some way? <laughs> I Who writes, I have family members whose days are numbered? Who are you killing? Well, who are you going to kill? I mean, I'm sorry. Don't we all? Like, well, we do. But do we say that? Do we say it no, like that? No, we don't that? say that. Um, but I want to then say that in the second page of the notes app, you know, speech. He says that he will get to live freely with his wife, kids, and extended family forever. So I'm oh. thinking the Beasley family is vampires, and <laughs> maybe a couple of them aren't. I guess that would be my best guess: is that his wife and kids are vampires, but oh, like, oh, there's a couple. Maybe that he has some cousins that aren't. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay, so I guess what he's saying is that his family is immortal, but a couple of them do actually have numbered days. Right. And that's unfortunate for them. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. I take it back. I, take I it think back. that that's what makes most sense to me. Um, I have a question. Yes. This is recent, right? Yes, this is recent. It kind of feels like this is sort of a moot point at this time. Like, what what protocol? Aren't we? Uh, are, isn't everyone pretty oh, much? Oh, talking about the NFL protocol. Uh, I should have explained that. So the NFL is obviously really trying to push the players to get vaccinated. Uh, okay. So if you don't get vaccinated, they make it very difficult for you. And you have to do a lot of stupid shit that I people see. don't want to do. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. So, yeah, I, I don't. I think the NFL protocol, like, you have to, like. To be in separate hotel rooms. You have to wear masks, like, and you have to get tested because they want the guys to get the vaccine. So, but they won't force them to. So they make it incredibly inconvenient for them not to get the vaccine. And so I think that's what he's talking about when he says protocol. Okay. Probably means the NFL protocol. But regardless, I also think it's funny. I will say this: is that he says I would rather die actually living. Okay, so if you get the shot, which takes all of mm-hmm. a total of ten minutes, probably of your life. How are you not actually living? I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. This is like, that's why this seemed confusing and not exactly to me because I'm like, I thought this had to do more with like, oh, like, like it sounds like a lockdown sort of thing, you know, like, right. Yeah. It's like you're you're living, you can do everything you want to do right now. Yeah. Including not get the vaccine in the NFL or retire. Now, if I were his wife, his immortal wife, (laughs) 
I'd be like <laughs> fucking, and I'm sure she's fucking doofus too. But like, yeah. if me asked his wife, I'd be like, you're going to give up $14 million because you're a little pussy. Yeah. Cause, cause you want to actually <laughs> like, live. Yeah. Okay. You, you want to actually live and not get a shot. Yeah. Okay. Loser. Yeah. I would absolutely divorce him over this. Uh-huh. Well, I would never marry him cause he seems like a complete idiot, but like, yeah. and here's, and this is hard. This is painful because as a Bills fan, he's a really good player, mm-hmm. you know? No, it's, but like, it's hard for me too. I'd rather, yeah. I'd rather him just quit or retire, or go away. Because I, at the end of the day, I don't want this kind of an idiot on my team anyway. No. So I say, you know what, Cole Beasley, retire and then blow through all of this money you think is going to last forever because you're stupid. <laughs> because that's what always happens with athletes is they don't know how to manage money because they're dumb. Yeah. They're dumb and write shit like this. Yeah. So then they fucking lose. They're, he's not going to have any money. That's what's going to happen. And we're all going to be living our lives, and you and your mortal family are going to have to live forever on money you don't have. Good luck. Now, in his defense, he's gotten hit in the head a lot. So Yes. You know. I think it is a wonderful game if you want traumatic brain injuries. Yeah, I mean, he just it may be one of those things. We'll find out. I'm Googling him. It looks like he has a, a three kids he doesn't care about, which is why he won't get this <laughs> vaccine. And um, so that's too bad for them. Anyway, I just like, I can't think, I'm sorry. And like, we've, I think my thoughts and feelings on vaccinations is pretty clear. But I know, I know that some people have a fear of vaccines. I think that there has been a lot of misinformation and a lot of people unfortunately fell for it. Um, I think that now though, because of COVID, mm. there has never been more information about vaccines yeah. and there's never been a more real life current um, situation to show you in your face how important they are. Mm. I think it's, you know, it was easier before when like, you know, we're talking about like measles, mumps, and rubella for people to be like, I don't want to put that in my body. Okay. Like I'm not saying I understand that I've never understood it, but I can understand it more because you did not face that, you know? So like, it's real easy to be like, okay, like I'm not going to do this and I'm still never going to know anyone with mumps, Uh you know? Like if you still now living through what we've lived through in the last 18 months, and having so much information available about vaccinations now, because they're constantly being talked about, right. and you still read that information, and you look at the world, and you think you shouldn't do it, Yeah, I really struggle to understand that. I'm sorry. Well, you're right. There is a lot of information, but a lot of that information is on YouTube videos made by people that are even dumber than Cole Beasley. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I guess but I really some think... people might not consider that information, but it is uh, content out there yeah. making people think they know what's going on. I actually know, you know, what's interesting is I know several people who have changed their minds regarding vaccines. I know, like, I can think of three off the top of my head because of COVID. In which direction? Who used to be, like, not, no, to get them now, and they didn't <laughs> before. And I feel like, yeah, I feel like, well, yeah, a lot of people change their minds to not get vaccines. You probably got all the vaccines as children. Yeah. But... I'm talking about people who didn't really like vaccines and then with COVID and everything changed their minds. And I respect that a lot, actually. I respect that, too. Yeah, I really do. Because I think, like I said, I don't think we've ever had, even though vaccinations come up a lot, especially in my life, because I like to fight about them. I don't think we've ever had, you know, well, we know we have never. How many times have we heard from local companies and worldwide companies that this is unprecedented? Oh, God. It is unprecedented in our times, in modern times, in our times. Mm -hmm. In this trying times, times, in these times. And I think if you, like I said, if you took in this information, experienced this and said, you know what, this does need to be done. I applaud you. I'm applauding you right now quietly and silently. And Cole Beasley is not one of those people. I'm not applauding him. I'm booing him, actually. Okay. Well, thank you for that. Now we move on. I've decided to move us on. Oh, you're welcome. I still love you, Buffalo Bills, but this one's a loser. (laughs) I love most of you. Okay, so 
I love most of the bills. I love the bills as an idea. I don't love the individual bill mm. necessarily. It's like Congress. Um, it's the opposite. Yes, exactly. No. Yes, it's the opposite. People like their congressman, but not Congress. They don't like Congress. Yes. I don't like my Congress. Sorry to make it political. Oh, you make. Why do you have to? Why do we have to make everything political? (laughs) Why do we have to make everything political? I feel like okay. There's like four things. Speaking of fighting in my community, there's just three things people say. Why does everything have to be about race? Oh yeah. Why does everything have to be about race? What you know? What it's not. It's just you're a racist. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Anyway, moving on to fuck Mary Kill. Um, today, ladies and gentlemen, patriots, <laughs> lovers of the podcast, yes. is Father's Day. Now, you're not going to be listening to this on Father's Day, no, because Mm-mm. Jeannie has to actually edit this. I know it's hard to believe that we don't just speak perfectly for three hours and make a perfect <laughs> podcast, but we don't. Um, and so Jeannie does, in fact, have to edit this. Oof, do I ever? But in honor. Of Father's Day. We are going to fuck, marry, and kill three fathers. Yes. The most famous fathers of them all. (laughs) The most famous fathers, according to us. And those three fathers are Tony Soprano of the Sopranos, Papa Smurf of the Smurfs, (laughs) and Danny Tanner of Full House. I'm going to start off, I think, as I always do. Yeah. And I'm going to say that I am going to kill Danny Tanner. And I think that's... Honestly, I always say, oh, it's so hard. It's so hard. This one is easy for me, this fuck, Mary kill. I actually, I've never had such an easy time with a fuck, Mary kill. I hate the the show Full House. I hate every character on Full House. I might hate him the most. Wow. And I know, okay, so he's like a widower, right? Mm-hmm. Like his wife yeah. off camera died yeah. and he's got like these kids. Yeah, they never then, showed it. That's why he's got all these people helping him raise his kids because mm-hmm. he's a man. Mm-hmm. So... I don't like Danny Tanner. I don't like the way Bob Saget looks. Mm. Is that shallow? Yeah. I don't care. I just don't like him. I don't like his flopsy haircut. I know it was like, what year was that probably? I don't even remember what year that fucking was. Oh, it was like late 80s maybe? Yeah. Did it start then? I don't know. Looks like it started in 1987. Wow. 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 Okay. So Full House started shockingly in 1987. I would have never imagined it was that, like we were so little when it started. Yeah. So... I used to watch it in its later years, probably, and then in syndication, I'm sure. But I never respected Danny. I didn't care if it was late 80s and early 90s. I hated the haircut. It was just, like, feathery. I don't like that. I can't even explain why I hate the show. I just find it so annoying. It makes me feel like, have you ever had, like, a television show or a movie or a music that makes you feel carsick? No. Sort of. I don't know what it feels like to be carsick. Oh, I do. It's like a, you know, like a little nausea. Mm. I, I feel like... That's how I feel watching that show when I'm forced. I've been forced to watch it in the past. Interesting. And really, I mean, I'm taking out his show on him a lot, but really it's also just his face. I didn't realize you were so, um, so shallow. Yeah, as you said. I am. And I especially hate how his character, I'm very shallow. After you defended Bill Gates's um, sweater for so long, I thought I, I expected more from well, you. Well, the thing is, this isn't even like, it's not even supposed to be a joke. It's just like my, actually like, <laughs> know, what my vagina tells me. No, you got to listen to the vagina. I have to. Um, my bald, lasered vagina. <laughs> I <laughs> you painted a picture. <laughs> I want to paint a picture. No, but the thing I hate the most about character Danny Tanner yeah. is that he is a clean freak yeah. type. Oh, uh, see, that's what I and like I about him. I only accept that. I like that. I only accept that from Jeannie. I accept that from no man. Okay. No man. You're right. And so, yeah, I just can't. I also hate Dave Coulier, but we're not talking about him, but mm. I hate him too. Anyway, yeah, I'm going to kill Danny Tanner. I think I've explained I it. I think well. you've explained it. I feel like he yeah. makes you carsick, and that's all we need to know. Yeah, he makes me carsick. I don't want to see him. Um, now. I'm going to go ahead and move into marrying 
And I am going to marry the always reliable Papa Smurf. I don't even think I should have to explain this. No. Like, it's obvious. Of course you're going to. Well, you said you do like when people have, like, their own thing. And he's definitely got his own thing going on. Like, he's got his own thing. He's got a red hat. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a beard. He's not wearing a shirt. Ever. I love that in a man. He's like the Putin of Smurfs. Shirtless. Yeah. <laughs> on a horse. Um, <laughs> but I. <laughs> Sorry. I just I just really pictured that like in that that image and it was very good. It's great. So I, I in my extensive research for this podcast, I did look up the Wikipedia page of Papa Smurf. Oh, my God. Me too. And it says special abilities, genius level intellect, command of magic. Oh, wow. Like, you hate magic. That's, that's, <laughs> I, I, you know, I hate it, but I love if you have a command of it because maybe you can make some shit happen that's true. for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, I don't want to do magic. I want you to do magic on me mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. But anyway, so I, you know, and that's one of the couple of the things I found. I also found that this is the other line that really spoke yeah. to me in Wikipedia. Um, first of all, I called him gentle, humble, and knowledgeable. Yeah, I love that. Wow. Um, it called him a father-like figure. Yeah, mm-hmm. obviously. That's, I have a problem there, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then, <laughs> obviously. Then it says, and I love this, it says, while Papa Smurf sometimes prefers to not have to constantly fix problems, yeah. he realizes that it is his calling. Oh, you love. And I'm like, that's my husband. You love daddies that's who my fix husband. problems. <laughs> <laughs> I love daddies who fix problems. <laughs> So that's who I'm going to marry, and I love it. Happy and Father's I'm, Day. I'll get over the whole blue thing. I'm not even worried about that because I'm not nearly— You listening to me talk about Danny Tanner, you'd think I am actually very shallow, but I'm not. No, that was just not. That's just part of the podcast. That's part of my character. No, so you've got a specific problem with Bob Saget, and that's okay. I do. I really don't like Bob Saget. So now we'll move on to who I'm fucking, which by process of elimination you Tony. know is Tony Soprano. Ooh. Now, I love The Sopranos, the yes. show. I thought it was a great show. I am kind of partial to the gangster kind of movie television show genre. Yeah. Which is weird, I think. I don't I wouldn't have thought I would be, but here we are. It's weird because I know you don't like like violence in on things. I don't. I don't. But let me explain. He she's right. I do hate violent things. I tend to avoid violent television and movies. Mm-hmm. But there are some things I can handle because the violence is not meant just for the point of being violent. I think like a lot of times violence in movies and um, television shows is there just to like shock you or just to be violent? Mm. It's almost like overkill. Hmm. I don't feel I didn't really get that from The Sopranos. There's lots of murders and stuff, yeah. but it's not. I don't think they overplay it, you know. And I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I didn't exactly watch parts. There's of some it. rough stuff. There's some rough things, but all in all, I agree. yeah. And I probably kind of ignored those to be honest with you. But I do love The Sopranos. It's just so well done. I can handle it is. all the things I don't like mm-hmm. and. I do love Tony Soprano. Tony Soprano is one of those characters we're not supposed to be attracted to because he's terrible. Yeah. But we can't help it, most of us, um, because it's just that stereotypical, like, macho man type Mm -hmm. that I think, even though I'm not really into that, I think Mm -hmm. I am, like, partially. Does that make sense? Yeah, you asked your vagina, and unfortunately it said, okay, a little bit. Yeah, my vagina can't help it. Yeah, I mean, like, I wouldn't marry him, which is exactly why I'm marrying Papa Smurf. Yeah. But I would definitely bang him. I would be his, what is it, Guma? Yeah. (laughs) Guma. His Guma. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think that's the Italian. Guma? I think it's a... Yeah. Gumar. I think it's Gumar, but they, they say it yeah, I, without I the R hard R. I a New Jersey mafia accent. So. I, don't have a G, I don't have a Jersey mafia accent either, believe it or not. Um, but I think it means godmother, and it's it's a slang term for a mistress. Yes. And they talk about that a lot in the We've show. We've actually spoken about this on, on the pod before for some reason. Yes. Who knows? 
Um, but anyway, so I would fuck him because he's a bad boy, gangster, yeah. hard ass, and he's kind of strangely hot in some way. But I would not marry him because that's no. Carmela's job. And Carmela probably would know about me and not care because she tends to look the other way when mm-hmm. Tony has a mistress. Mm-hmm. So I probably wouldn't get whacked or anything, and she probably wouldn't kill me. I might get whacked, but I got to be careful and not, like, get too involved in the family. I just have to be, like, a side chick, you know, like, I can't. Oh, you're saying whacked. I thought you were saying waxed, and I'm yeah. like, you don't need waxed. You got lazy. No, whacked. I'm I'm not going to get waxed. I get lasered, yeah. But, yeah. like, no, whacked, like, the mafia term for killing somebody. I wouldn't get involved enough to get in that. I would be on the outside just banging. And maybe I could get him to give me some money. Maybe I could get him to do me a few favors. But, like, I wouldn't get too wrapped up in it. Yeah. Um. So it wouldn't last very long. I definitely wouldn't marry him. But I wouldn't kill him either. Because, honestly, if I killed him, I would probably be killed myself. I don't think Uncle Jesse's going to come back and get me <laughs> after I kill Danny Tanner. Who's Uncle Jesse? He's like that. He's a fucking. He's a fucking guy on the show. Sorry, I I forgot you're talking about Full House. I I was yeah, Full House. Uncle Jesse would not murder. No, Uncle Jesse doesn't give a shit. Honestly, I'm pretty sure. No, he doesn't care what happens to Danny. So anyway, that's my answer. Marry Papa Smurf. Fuck Tony Soprano all day, every day, and kill Danny Tanner, who I hate. Perfect answer. Turning it over to you. All right. Well, I'm gonna start with Danny Tanner, and I'm gonna say that I'm going to fuck Danny Tanner, and I know that's hard for you to hear, but it is. here's my reasoning. I do love The Sopranos, but every time Tony was having sex with someone, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> like, you know, that's kind it, of true. It looked really unpleasant. I think I'd regret it. And I'm not saying that, like, because of his appearance or his, his weight. It's just like, wow, that looks like just the worst sex I've ever seen in the world. You know, like, yeah, it's you know what? You're right. really bad. Now... It was very boring, isn't it? Yeah. It was just, like, the, the, the macho guys, like, they... They're not. They're not they even pretending. They they're not even pretending that they care about how how the lady's doing there. You know, <laughs> like he's just gonna no, you're right. crush you with all of his body weight and dick you down. Yeah, and you're out. You're of just luck. covered in sweat. Yeah, no, you're right. I should have thought this through. Go I'm ahead. fucking Danny Tanner because I think Bob Saget, a young Bob Saget, it's not the worst. I could deal with it. I could fuck a young young Bob Saget, aka Danny Tanner. Love the cleanliness aspect. I think that's all I need to say about it. Now, I'm going to go back on my word in that I am going to marry Tony Soprano. And it's, you know, like, will you eventually have to fuck your husband, Tony Soprano? Honestly, not necessarily, because he's got so <laughs> many not. side bitches, you know? Like, exactly. You won't have to fuck Like, him. it did not seem like sex was a big part of the relationship in the marriage between no. Tony Soprano and Carmela Soprano. And sidebar, no. I do want to say that we watched it recently. It's a very good show. Holds up. Truly... We'll never get over the fact that Carmela never gets to fuck that guy Furio because that <gasps> was Don't even tell me about that. Disappointing. That was and he just disappeared and we never saw him again. I was so sad about that. I need to know if they had women writers on that show. Furio was hot. Furio I would I would fuck Anne Mary and then kill. <laughs> Furio was a person who I would never be attracted to by looking at. Oh, but, I was. but I would have fallen into the trap too with his his long ponytail and oh, yeah. his his sensitive sensitive mob. He was yeah, he was sensitive. Yeah. Yeah, I love that shit. He would have he would have made love. 
He wasn't going to fuck her. Oh, he was yeah. going to make make sweet love. He would have made love. Yeah, I agree with that. But, so why am I going to marry Tony Soprano? Because honestly, it is definitely one of those situations where while watching The Sopranos, constantly being like, wow, this seems like a terrible job. Like, they don't even have that much money. They're often talking about not having any money. That's the whole point, I thought, of being in the mafia. It's like they have, like, a mm-hmm. nice house and are always stressed out. But it sounds like when you're married to, like, a, a big mob boy— that's what I call him, a big mob boy. Um, big mob boy, yeah. You get to, like, hang out with all the mob wives a lot, and they seem like they have fun, you know? And mm-hmm. like you were saying about getting whacked, like, I feel like the wives never got killed in that show. So it's pretty safe. True. I think. Um, and they treat you like a princess. We Should Should we have put a spoiler alert on this? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Spoiler I don't. alert. <laughs> spoiler alert, we don't think the wives get killed. I guess the spoiler is that... Carmelo never fucks Furio, and that's sad. But well, you should have watched this show by now. If you haven't watched the show by now, it has been like twenty years. It's been <laughs> off the air for like yeah. It's, it's ended in two thousand seven. So like that's on you at this point. Yeah, I wasn't worried about it, but I'm glad that you're being considerate. Um, I'm considerate. So yeah, I will marry Tony Soprano because eventually he's gonna die one way or another, and probably I'll inherit some shit. Where some, you know, shady business deal will happen where I'll just get a bunch of money and I get to go live in Mm -hmm. Italy with my sexy boyfriend or whatever. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that leads me, unfortunately, to kill Papa Smurf. And I actually, that was the first answer I came up with. That was the easiest decision for me. And the answer for why is that, well, we talked a lot about bugs today and, like, killing things and how Jessica and I are both known to not kill bugs and spiders and things. Mm-hmm. Only when it's absolutely necessary, I will, I'll kill, like, ants and stuff. And I still feel bad about it, but, like, the smaller the creature, sure. the easier it is to kill it, unfortunately. And so right. by that logic, uh, Tony Soprano, the biggest creature, um, Danny Tanner, <laughs> next biggest, Papa Smurf by far the smallest, and like I don't, yeah, I don't want to kill a Papa Smurf, but of course not. especially on this day You're of Father's, this day of all days, but he is small. I don't know exactly how small. Like I don't know to scale how how much smaller he is than me, but he's definitely small. Yeah, I don't either. That's something I didn't research. He also, according to Wikipedia, I think is is believed to be about five hundred and forty six years old, and I'm like, well, that's pretty fucking old, and I think I'd be doing you a favor because that seems like too long to be alive. Honestly, I'm into it. I'm sure Papa Smurf. Wishes he were dead on a daily basis. So <laughs> don't project. Gee, maybe, don't project. Maybe he's one of Cole Beasley's relatives. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's to say? Maybe his days are numbered. It's anyone's guess. Nobody knows. So yeah, that's my answers. I'm gonna kill Papa, fuck Danny, and marry Tony. Are you happy? Um. I'm I understand. Are you happy I'm not saying now? I'm happy, but I understand. Yeah. yeah. But I do want to say that I looked it up because I was so curious if there are any female writers of the Sopranos. Yeah. And there are five credited writers and one of them is a woman named Robin wow. Green. And she really did us a disservice here. I can't believe she didn't have her fuck Furio. But but the reality is I don't know which episodes she wrote. So maybe she wasn't writing them around that time. Oh, wait. No, I can see that she won awards in 2001 and 2003. So I know she might have written them then. I don't know. I don't remember what season that was. I'm not willing to do the effort to look into it. But no, I do no know cares. that if they had been four women writers and one male writer, I bet. It would have been the whole show was about Carmela and Furio having Yeah, Carmela and Furio. <laughs> no, that's... <laughs> Actually, honestly, I'd watch that show. But I do want to say... 
that I understand your answers. Thank you. Um, I don't necessarily agree, but I do think you had some pretty good reasoning. Okay. And now we move on to our last section, which we just invented last week when we decided Jeannie couldn't handle performance reviews because it stressed her out too much. I decided. Okay. I don't know if we decided that, but yes, it was quite clear that that was true. (laughs) I know. I'm just kidding. I'm JKing. But we have to decide between Jeannie and I, which of us is the dumb bitch of the day. Yeah. And that's going to be hard because I feel like we're both pretty dumb today. Yeah. We were both dumb. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm going through and trying to figure out. Now, I'm dumb, obviously, because I kicked a bird. Jessica was dumb bitch of the day last time so she's been raining dumb bitch of the day for like three weeks now yeah but. <laughs> yeah so i'm i'm one episode in a row i'm keeping track so so yeah. far i've got one episode of being the dumb bitch yeah um the reasons i would make me dumb bitch of the day is because i kicked a bird yes um, yes that's dumb but i'll be honest um, i thought about that i was trying to think about this in advance and i was like i don't think that's that's not your fault sometimes these things happen that's true you weren't doing anything wrong and i don't want you to blame right, yourself for kick kicking the bird. the bird you weren't like maybe it would be fun to kick a bird and then you were like oh no i was wrong that was dumb yeah that's true i do think that you might be a dumb bitch because yeah i agree you You said that today was the greatest day of your life because you didn't have to go to dinner. And I feel like, well, we all understand the great relief that is brought by somebody canceling dinner plans. Sure, sure. I think you might have overhyped it a little bit and that might make you a bit of a dumb bitch. Like, yes, it's great. But the greatest day of your life, Jeannie, I don't know. (sighs) I mean, you've met me. You know, so it's like, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's kind of rude to me. That's rude to mm-hmm. me, I think, a little bit. Okay, well, I guess I agree that I'm a rude bitch, but I don't know. If oh, that's true. Well, what about how? Dumbness. Okay, I'm just trying to make you dumb. I, well, what about how you. Sorry, what are you going to say? I was going to say that you have not. I mean, you do keep going to the psychiatrist who tells <laughs> yes. you to go to a nutritionist. And I feel like there's two reasons why you're a dumb bitch for that. Yeah, Number yeah, one, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're a dumb bitch because you keep going and you should yeah. probably stop seeing her the first I agree. time. I agree. And second, Secondly, I think you're a dumb bitch for not, and I suggested this to you as well, I think you're a dumb bitch for not telling her and lying that you are currently seeing a nutritionist uh, so that she'll stop. Like, that's what I thats what I think makes you the dumbest today. You're right. A smart bitch would have lied about that, and you're right. And I lied a little, but I didn't lie enough. Yeah, it would just said, yeah, I'm seeing a nutritionist. You know what? You didn't go all, like, you have to lie fully for that. I'm going to second that. I do think that the fact that I am continuing to see the psychiatrist does make me a dumb bitch because I okay. think, like, one of my trademark, like, like things that makes me dumb is that I give people too many chances and you know like mm, I remember after same. the first disappointing experience I was like okay that was very dumb but I think I'm gonna see what happens next time you know like I've got a good feeling mm-hmm. that maybe she's gonna turn it around and obviously that didn't happen it never does <laughs> never does they never turn it around so yeah that that's actually pretty dumb of me um, we're both super smart for the way we have used Cameo as of late, and... Yeah, that, neither, of us are dumb. neither of us are dumb for Cameo. We're brilliant for Cameo. And I guess I felt dumb that I didn't know about these amazing Olympic athletes that you told me about, so... Yeah, I guess that's fair. Okay, I mean, can we just agree that you're the dumb bitch? And actually, because I read the internet dumb from Cole Beasley, I think that that made me dumb just by proxy. Yeah, you're dumb by proxy. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Okay. So I think we're. I'm going to go ahead and call it and say it's that you're settled. actually the dumb bitch of the day. I'm, and I'm, so I'm the honored. score is one to one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. I knew we would. We always will. We always will. We always will. So on that note, thank you so much for listening. Yes. We have loved having you in our oh, home. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> we will cancel on you next time to your I'm delight. I'm so glad you got to be here with me on this, the greatest day of my life. The greatest day of her life. Yeah. The day she didn't have to go to dinner. <laughs> but we can't wait to talk at you again in the near future. If we you really want can't. to email us. Yeah, please To do. troll us, to ask us a real question. We don't care. Yeah. The email is raisedwrongpod at gmail.com. Correct. The Twitter at raisedwrongpod. The TikTok, which we will update when Jeannie comes to visit me. I swear to God, that is my one promise to you. promise. Hold us accountable. I keep telling people. Hold us accountable. Nobody ever does. <laughs> um, TikTok at RaisedWrongPod and whatever the fuck Instagram. else there is. What else is there in the world? Instagram, RaisedWrongPod. Rate us and review us. Rate us and review us. That's the only thing I'm really horny for. That's all we're horny for in this life. Happy Father's Day, guys. Happy Father's Day. We will talk at you soon. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Goodbye. Patriots.